and do that. Yeah, that works. That works. Can you hear me good? I can. All right. We are in business. Finally. Yes. <laughs> N- nothing could keep this show from happening today, which is good. Good. So let's see. Let me plug this thing back up. All right, let's see. Where are we? How how's everything been? How you been? Um, I've been okay. I've had little hiccups here and there about things, but overall, I've been okay. Is it about kids at a uh, formal events? Um, I mean, <laughs> that wasn't my hiccup. <laughs> it wasn't my wedding, so. <laughs> And none of the kids got in my way. Um, But no, I got my car back. I told you that yesterday. Mm -hmm. But that was a process. Because again, they were telling me it went from I was supposed to get it back before I went to the wedding to it's going to be ready while I'm away at the wedding. And so it became an issue with who would pay for the rental. I come back and it wasn't ready until Mm -hmm. like days after. And so... Yeah, I was just like, all the back and forth that I went through, I actually kind of didn't need to do it because it ended up not being ready until well after I returned. But I'd rather do my due diligence and know that I'm good instead of what if it was ready while I was away at the wedding and now I'm trying to like make calls and be like, well, I'm not there. I can't pick it up. So, yeah, it's just little things like that that I've been dealing with. It just seems like me and my friends talk about this sometimes. It's just like it just seems like no one wants to do their job at this point. Like I know we're in a global pandemic. I know that everything is more stressful these days, but it seems like getting people to do their job is just so hard now. Like of course of course I held my mail when I went for the wedding and of course they didn't do it right again like every single time I hold my mail there's always an issue so I always have problems with the post office I had a problem with FedEx had this problem with my vehicle it's just nobody nothing just works the way it's supposed to work you have to argue and fight with everyone to get there for them to do their job and it sucks it's gonna get better. Don't worry. That one day we're gonna live in a world where, wait, maybe things will be automated by machines, and we don't have to worry about these type of things. Maybe, 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 maybe. So, I know, I know, everyone out there has uh been wondering or been waiting for the next episode because, as you guys know, uh. You know, some good music came out, and some not so good music came out as well. <laughs> and uh, and uh, you know, so I know people are, are waiting to hear what we have to say. We do have some listener mail that I'm gonna try to work in. Um, and I'm glad that you said that. What listener mail? Yes, I had some things to say, but I'll wait till you work it in. Okay. Um, some people are wondering, you know how we felt about, you know, Drake's album, because we, we didn't put one out last week. 
But we will this week, and plus it gives you more time to sit with it because I know I'm gonna let you speak on that. But I know it gave me more time to sit with it and just really see is this how I felt about it? Because on the internet, everybody was doing a lot of hyping, a lot of you know Drake talking, you know Drake, 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 Drake. We get it, Drake's. what do you call it? Not the golden boy, the golden child. He one of them. Like he just he's 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 America's yeah. darling. He's like the Dallas Cowboys. Everyone loves the Cowboys, but they suck. And that's just kind of how it is. So you know, we got lots of listener mail about that. So, some of the same, which is pretty much why we're gonna have this. We ain't gonna say pretty much, but which kind of ties that all up into one because we're gonna we're gonna start off with Drake's album, and then we're gonna go from there. So I did want to ask you on air, did you get a chance to to hear it? Yes, I did. In its entirety, finally? Yes, I finally got through the whole thing. Good, because I know it was a struggle bus, and it was almost a struggle bus for me. So what do you think about it? It's overrated. <laughs> uh, it's- Yeah. I've been calling it an overrated lover boy. That's what I've been calling it because that's exactly what it is. It's just, I think, I think he had opportunity that he didn't take. Um, Someone, one of my, one of my other friends had said that it was nothing was the same part two. I don't feel that way because I liked Mm -mm. nothing was the same. I don't see, I didn't get into like the specifics as to why he draws that parallel Maybe he meant like the structure of the album, but for me, I don't see it that way. Um, someone else pointed out to me that this album has been pretty much been ready for a while. And he took advantage of, or he feels like they waited to release it to take advantage of Donda being released first. So then people can be like, oh, well, maybe that line was in response to what Kanye said on Donda, but that line was probably written in January and finished in January. Like it had nothing to do, but they saw like Drake's camp saw that as, well, let's hold off on it so we can create more like organic buzz around it. Cause people will think that maybe he's taking shots or maybe this is about this, or maybe this is about that. But it was written well beyond, well before that album was even out. So I also thought that that was another good point. But I just, I don't think that the lyrical content that Drake used to have, it's not there. Like, I can't think of any bars that were like, oh, that nigga rapping. I can't think of, I think it has some of your quintessential, like, oh, this is going to be a great single. Like, way too sexy. Yes, it is a great single. Like, that is a good... That's a good way to start off. It's very marketable. It really is. It has marketable people on it. Um, Throw Kawhi Leonard in the music video for the hell of it, I (laughs) guess. Because I was like, what is the point of that? (laughs) Um, But there were... I just really feel like he fell short for me, like from what I know of Drake and for what I expect of Drake, it's not, it's not on par for me. And I have no problem with anyone saying or telling anyone who's like, this is the classic album of the year. This is, it's, it's cap. You're lying. You're a dick writer. Like, I don't care. Yeah. It is not that good. 
And probably the biggest disappointment to me was his get throat sample on In Too Deep. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to see Texas go, like, in college, to, and to this day, you that Texas goes crazy. And then what the fuck Drake did with that, I was like, I got so pissed off, I stopped. I stopped listening to Certified Lover Boy. Not only did I go listen to Get Throwed, I listened to the whole Trill album. Because <laughs> I was just, I was like, what the... Drake had an... I don't know. I guess I felt... I guess I expected... Uh, what What is the song? I, I guess I expected, like, a more ignorant shit vibe. If you're going to use, like... If you're going to use... A great sample. These Texas samples. Yeah, like, I'm expecting a great song, but it's not there. I would probably say his best decision. Um, what was it? It's the song with 21 Savage. Uh, oh, with Project 21 Pat. Savage and Project Pat. Knife Talk. I feel like that was maybe one of the best, like, putting people together on a track for this or on like on this album i think that that was one where it was like okay this is a arrangement how project pat raps how 21 savage raps it works but yeah that uh in too deep really really disappointed me very much very much so i'm with you on that and i know my experience was i woke up and and I, I, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm a Drake fan, but I do like Drake. I like him. I, I, I buy into him because, you know, I've been watching him since Degrassi, but some of the songs are just just very, just not good. Like, let's put up his track listing. Because when I first heard it, I was trying to get into it. I was like, okay, the first song is definitely a good song. I like the first song. Yes. For sure. That's probably one of the best songs on it. I think I ended up with about five songs. I'm about to pull up the track listing again. Just so I can see which ones I did like for sure, because I don't know their names. I definitely like number one. Poppy's Home was okay. I did not like Girls Want. The Bible was okay. Let's see. Was All Love Good with Jay Z? Oh. It, it just wasn't as good as it should have been. Yeah. Like you start with the Biggie sample and you have Jay Z. Again, it's like you're hyping something. I had my feelings about his whole campaign for his features. And I was like, are you just going to get washed by your features? And I don't even want to say... It's just like the features weren't as, as immaculate and as wonderful and groundbreaking as the marketing campaign made it seem. But I mean, I guess that's what marketing is all about. Yeah. Make something look better than it really is. Yeah. I think I think I do want to say go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. I want to say for Poppy's home, I think it's corny. Like with the whole like Nicki Minaj has been on her whole you bitches is my sons for forever and I got tired of it. Then mm-hmm. hearing Drake do it and then hearing Nicki talking about it, I was like this is I'm I can't. It was cornball shit to me. Fucking yeah, hate. Yeah, I did not like that part. Did not like that part. Um 
and I'm, I'm going to keep it funky. I did not like the fair trade. He got one good line in there that I liked. Um, way too sexy. Can miss me with that. But it, it's amusing. It's marketable. <laughs> you know, I like it for being silly. But for me to just go back and play like this the jam, this the jam, no. Yeah. Um, I did not like TSU. I did not like Into Deep. Pipe Down was okay. The best song on here to me and my favorite song is Yebba's Heartbreak, track 11. <laughs> Uh, no friends in the industry, and that's what I told you. Like when I when I played it, like that was the best song. Like I finally got to one where I could go back and replay and replay and replay. I was stuck there for about eight times before I made it to work, and I just kept playing it, kept playing it. Even when I got off, I kept playing it, I kept playing it, and it just that was the only song that I kept going back to. Knife Talk was cool because of Project Pat for me. Fourteen was exactly what I expected. It was one of the better songs. I think he could have did better than what he did. Fountains, I miss me with that. Get along better, <laughs> miss me with that. The one with Lil Wayne, skip me. Kid Cudi was on, I miss you too. I'm not really a big fan of that one. Um, fucking fans was okay, and I did like the remorse. That was one of the better songs to me. So, just I think. For you to be this feature heavy, I think you could have got more out of your features, especially when you having a lot of the same features that Kanye did. And I'm gonna get into that yeah. in a minute. <laughs> I'm gonna get into that in a minute. Um, but it's just you know some of the songs applied to me. You know, like just you know like some of the things he's going through with like you know his relationship or or like the the things he got to go through with his kid or whatever like I like I like hearing that from him like when he's very introspective and I don't really like the other part of Drake that we got I'm, I'm not really a fan of the singing but I was hyped for this because I thought it was going to be something that I thought it was going to be something like one of one of like an older album something like that that I think will age well like wine, but I don't think this is going to age well at all. I think some of the songs will, but the album as a whole won't. Same. I I don't think that it's a body of work that is going to age well. Um, and I think that Drake has, has fallen into this habit where he will do things that other artists do. Like you said, he has some of the same features as Kanye and he didn't do as much. I also feel like was it TS? Was it TSU where the beat like completely changes in the middle? Let's see. I think so. And I just it makes me think of Travis Scott in sicko mode, and it's like again, like it just doesn't work out as well as it has for other people. I think. A TSU does change, but I know it's another song where it just go from one beat to sound like a totally different beat. And I think he got a couple songs on here that does that. Champagne Poetry does it. I think it goes to like three different beats. Um, Champagne Poetry, I think, is the only one that successfully does it. Because you're right. He does happen multiple times on the album. But I just, none of them impact me like Sickle Mode does. Yeah, Sickle Mode. Sickle Mode was great. Sickle mode was great. I think, and in the, in the, in like you said, because I can't forget this point, I got to nail this point home. For this album to have been done and set to be released in what, January, February, like it was intended, you've had plenty of time 
to fix this. A lot of this album had mm-hmm. already leaked. We've already heard it. And you added a couple of songs just because we can tell by the, some, your subject matter. We can tell which songs are, are more new. But a lot of this yeah. already leaked and you did not do your due diligence. You sold, yeah, but numbers aren't the end all be all when it comes to music for me. Like I understand how that works because I've made music in my life. I know that people pay for radio slots. You pay for radio spin. You pay for magazine ads. You pay to be number one. You pay for billboard. You pay for these things. And that's how people get slot. You pay to win Grammys. Like whoever puts the most money in, that's who gets the Grammy. And if you don't, you get snubbed, i.e. Kendrick and Macklemore. And, you know, have some other people. But that's that's how that works. So people say, oh, well, Drake is going to sell more. Of course, he's probably more popular. We've been watching Drake since I was in what? Middle school? Why not? He right. has he has fans. Kanye West kind of came around too, but he had only music. But people bought into Drake for who he was. Like, my brother didn't like my... I always tell this story. My brother was like, he said... He said, man, uh, he said, man, Jimmy's rapping. Man, Jimmy's rapping. I was just like, who is Jimmy? I was like, that's Drake. He was like, no, those are two different people. He did not realize that they were the same person. But Oh my gosh. Yeah, he thought it was he, he thought it was two different things. Like he'd been calling him Jimmy. And he is Jimmy, but he's not Jimmy. But it's just it's just for people to just kind of like harp on the numbers and all these things. Kanye was gonna do numbers, so he did do numbers, but not like Drake numbers. But Drake sells off hype alone, and then they get it. And they don't like it. And what I really wanted to beat home was that morning. I, I hate getting on my I hate getting on like my timeline on Twitter and just reading some of people's comments about about things, anything really. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. but on the album, all you seen was like his fans, his stands. Like y'all haven't even heard the album yet. Y'all ain't even. It only been out a couple hours. And I'm just, I wrote one person. I was like, it does not have to be out. It all it took me was two hours to figure out that this wasn't it. At, at this time, it had already been seven hours. I think people had enough time to digest and replay and replay and replay. Like it just was not. And those same people that were talking, they are nowhere to be found now. The whole day Friday, I heard people playing it next door. The neighbor next door to me playing. People playing in their cars. I have not heard Drake be played anymore until today by one of my neighbors while I was, you know, in the bathroom. I was like, it sounded like Drake. And she was playing Champagne Poppy. Not not Champagne Poppy, but Champagne Poetry. But all of these people who were hyping them up and that was there, they're nowhere to be found because they hear, they finally got a chance to see what we were talking about. Mm. And like, even when you look up Certified Lover Boy, you can't find any positive tweets about it. You kind of just, oh yeah, this was okay. This isn't what I thought. I'm a Drake fan, so I'm a supporter. I get it. And that's just say that from the beginning and stop, you know, bashing other people's opinion. Everybody isn't entitled to like it. And there's a thing about, there's a duality about being a fan. You can either like some shit as a fan or you can hate some shit as a fan because we're judging you by you, not anybody else. We're judging you by your standards. And if this is your standards, Drake, like you, you dropped the ball. Right, And that's what people don't understand. They think we're hating. Like, no, we're fans just like you. We're supporters just like you. But the duality of it is that there's there's always two sides to a coin. And we just don't like this. There's plenty of songs I don't like that Kanye West made. But the things I do, I do like. And I'm going to give him, you know, his praises for it. And then sing his criticism when when it's not. Yeah. So I don't know if people, or like the casual fan, does not know how to separate or differentiate the two. And that's what drives me nuts about Drake. So I hate talking about him because then you get the people coming, oh, yeah, you, 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 hater, you, hater, you, hater. But <laughs> but they're not being objective. They're not willing to, you know, 
just call a spade a spade. Like he's been subpar for a while. He hasn't been competing for a while. And and, and to and to his credit, like why would you? Like if this works financially, why why would you change it? Right. And and that's really it. But the album did it's boo boo. It's not good to me. Yeah, it's definitely it's not his best work. It's I think that again, people are people are gonna ride for Drake because it's Drake and he realizes he knows that. So why is he gonna put in effort? Why is he going to why is he going to go and make changes? Why you know, and do his due diligence and be like, Oh shoot, this leaked or oh this happened or oh this uh thug is on a feature with Kanye, maybe I should ask him to write something else. Maybe I should tweak this. Like, no. Why would he put in all that effort when he's gonna he's gonna get the same hype regardless? So yeah. yeah. And you know, and I think that's kind of cheating your fans of something good because you've lived a life only most of us can dream of. You know, we would like to hear more about your vulnerabilities we will and, and of course he does it so we can't say he don't get it but i would like to hear it in a more vivid description versus just oh yeah uh Alyssa broke my heart i spent a lot of money in the strip club you know i don't want to hear that i want to hear some other show i want to hear grown man shit from you now like you're as old as me if not older so i would like to hear some mature adult content to go along with that versus just some stuff that you can play in the clubs and to get the ladies you know tweeting captions and stuff like that because i'm tired of saying way too sexy for homework i'm way too sexy to be hot i'm tired of seeing that (laughs) (laughs) they driving me nuts i'm too sexy for this car like turn it off (laughs) please like it's 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 not fun at all like i hate it i it's drake mania that's what it is it's drake mania but I guess, does he owe us that? Like, does he does he owe us giving us intimate details about his life? Mm, no, I don't think anybody owes us anything. But I think you pick and choose which details you you reveal to people. Like, I pick and choose what information I want to release to people because some things I'm not comfortable sharing and some things I feel like can be a learning or a lesson learned for somebody else. And I would like to hear how he navigates certain things, like being a being a megastar that you are and being one of the biggest artists we've seen in a long time. How do you navigate the world around you? You know, I would like to hear that from you. Like, like Jay-Z, Jay-Z does not, you know you know keep that from us he keeps some things to himself but he still kind of shows us how he navigates where his mind at where his head at like drake still sounds the exact same way from 2009-2008 like i don't really see a lot of growth in his music to me so he so he doesn't owe us anything like i don't believe anybody owes us anything but i think that if you if you opened up in a way like that and revealed some things, some things that were okay, or even expounded more on some of the things you've, you know, touched on in the past, like I think you, I think your audience will appreciate you for that, and they'll look at you differently. At least I will. That's real. So. I don't think, I don't think he'll ever do it because he knows he doesn't have to, but. Yeah, and he doesn't. And I think eventually he will. I think. 
Cause remember Scorpion, the the thing on there said, "I hate when Drake's Drake sings. I hate, I love when Drake raps." Um, something. It was three things on there, but that that Scorpion was supposed to be a combination of all those things. He wanted to give you the rapping, he wanted to give you the singing, he wanted to give you this. Let me actually read what it says, but I know it says something like that. Let's see. It says, "I hate when Drake raps. Drake sing too much." Uh, Drake is a pop artist. Drake doesn't even write his own songs. Drake took a nail. Drake didn't start from the bottom. Drake is finished. I like Drake's older stuff. Drake made music for the girls. Drake think he's Jamaican. Drake is an actor. Drake changed. Anybody else <laughs> is greater than Drake. Yeah, yeah, we know. I think that's what that album was, and I think he felt that. And I think in some ways, when you listen to it, he said, he said, I thought I was over. I thought I was finished. And hell, I even believed it for a minute or something like that because the whole ghostwriter, him not really doing anything new. And I think, I think he does hear that. I think he does feel those things. And I think that he may want to address some of those things, but how do you do that? Is it, is it label or contract restrictions or is that, is there like a personal choice for you? I mean, what like, you saying is it label or contract restrictions? Like, and this side of music, I I know nothing about. But Drake has bread. Like, he can't figure a way out of it. Like, come on, man. If it is, if it is the label or the or your contract holding you back, like, first of all, wait. Who is Drake? Isn't he on his own label? Um, I know he's, I don't think he's Young Money anymore, but I still think he's under the Cash Money Universal umbrella. Let's find out. Oh, because I was about to say, like, isn't he, doesn't he have OVO? And if that's the case, then that's, mm. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. just like with Ludacris having DTP. Like, he's still DTP, but he's Def Jam Island South and under Def Jam as a whole, you know? Okay. Um, Let's see. Let's see if I can find it. And like even with Cole, he still he got what Cold World or Dreamville, but it's still Dreamville as a part of I think he's Def Jam, if I'm not mistaken. So OVO is under Republic, but that's a division of Universal, which is pretty much what Cash mm. Money was. So he has his own thing. Basically basically that just means he doesn't have to pay Wayne and he doesn't have to pay Baby first. Remember when Common said, uh no, I think Ludacris, it might have been Ludacris comment or Joey said you signed to, no, Pusha said it. He said, you said you signed to one N-word, you to a, that signed to another N-word, that signed to another N-word. So you had to pay all these people before you get your money. And so he was saying, like, right. how much money do you really have? Like, is that your advance or is somebody funding you? Like, what is it? But that's basically what that means when you under all these umbrellas. Okay. So now that he's the little now he's now he's not under like baby and Wayne's thumb. Not saying that they were, but like those they may have had some kind of creative influence or contribution to what he what he could and could not do. Okay, that's fair. Like I don't know if you remember um the whole the whole best I ever had treatment with him and Kanye West, how they wanted to market him. And then he got on the thing saying, he said, people think they can market you however they want to or whatever, basically. And I think that's what that was because they did have some kind of control. But I think he's grown into an artist where he kind of has like free reign. Okay. So I would like to see something a little bit more 
introspective from him. Like, and he does it, but he does it on songs. Like, and it'd be one song every blue moon. But I want to hear more of that. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like, remorse, champagne poured you. Like, okay, I got two songs. And I got what, 7 a.m., um, Bridal Road, Brittle Road, whatever it is. Um, yeah. You know, we, we get that. That's what I want to hear from him. Like, I want to hear just some, some mature adult content from him. And it was something else that go along with this whole Drake mania. Um, so, did, wait, did you hear Donda? No. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. You you gotta hear Donda. I really think you'll like it. I really really do. And I'm I'm, I'm we gonna switch. We gonna switch to our next subject after this. But like I said, Drake and Kanye West had a lot of the same features. But what Kanye West did with his features were far more superior than what Drake did with his features. Like, you can't have the same features and then get washed the way that you did. Like, he got dirt. <laughs> he got he got, he got got Future. He got all those same people. He got Giveon. He got all those same features on there. He got Future. He got all those same features, and we get this immaculate luxurious sounding thing from Kanye and then we get this poo poo platter from Drake with your features like like I'm not really feeling that man like you got you got to come better than that like you're Drake you have some of the best producers writers collaborators at your disposal and so does Ye but Ye know how to use it and that's why Ye is Ye and you can't ever take that away from him like Jesus Jesus King was trash as 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 I watch, like there's one song of um, Jesus King that I do like, and that's the first one. No, it's two. It's two. The first one and um, what is it? Something I don't know. <laughs> it's a good song, <laughs> but um, he sampled somebody's song. It was saying "Father I've Changed." Basically, in Life of Pablo, mm-hmm. after I don't think that aged too well. There are some songs in there, but like I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the Yay album, it could have been better. Kissy Ghost was cool. I like Kissy Ghost. I think him and Kanye always make good music. But it's just, I don't know, man. You gotta hear Donda. Donda is good. Like I know you ain't want to do. You know you ain't want to mess with him because he had the red hat and he was running for president, doing all this self supporting Trump. I feel you. But this. This album, I, I might this this might be one of his better albums. Might be at, at least at least of the last three to four that he's put out. It's probably the best one of the three the three or four that he's put out, but probably one of his better albums as a whole. Okay, I'm gonna get one of my friend. I'm gonna go to a friend's house and have them play it <laughs> while okay. I'm there. Okay, I, I promise you, and just listen to it. Like even what he's saying, like he's like he's saying some stuff. He still got his God references in there, but it ain't like what we. It ain't like Jesus is King, where it was just churchy, churchy, churchy. Like this was very subtle, very tastefully done, and you know, just done really well. Um, but you gotta check it out, and then you let me know which one is better. But just from what I've been saying on Twitter and my peers, Donda was better. And okay. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you be the judge whenever, whenever, even if it's a month from now, two months, two years, we'll come back and revisit. But Donda was definitely better. He may not, he's not gonna outsell Drake, but Donda was definitely better. Okay. But 
So now we're going to get to, and this is where the introduction going to be, but now we're going to get to one of, man, I don't even know where my other phone went. Uh, yeah. I really don't know where it went. It was right here. <laughs> oh, here it is. <laughs> but now we're going to get to probably one of the premier parts. Actually, let me see what else on the list before we get there. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna do a listener, and then I know from here on out we're gonna have to pause it. Not pause it, but I'm gonna do my do my post production magic. So we did get some listener mail. People wanted to know how I felt about how we felt about Drake and Donda. So we partially answered their question how we felt which one we thought was better. Because a lot of people thought wanna know which one we thought was better. Obviously they can't know what we think, they know what I think, because you haven't heard Donda, but we've both heard Drake, so they got our take on that. So we we answered that. And a lot of them felt the same way we did. They they just they still like Drake. It's not gonna take Ooh. anything away from Drake, but they do think it's a little subpar. Oh, so that's from okay. the fans. Um, they want to know how we felt about Donda, and I kind of gave them that. And somebody wants to know where do I rank Donda out of all of Kanye West albums? I'm gonna have to go with my personal favorite. I th- well, I ain't even gonna say it's my personal favorite, but I think Kanye's best best album might be Graduation. Whoa! It might be. I kind of teeter between College Dropout. And graduation, and I also too between college dropout, late registration, graduation, as the order. But I think what he did with graduation was us beginning. It was the beginning of the Kanye West that we see today. So I'm gonna put Donda in this top four, for me. I don't know where at yet, but it's definitely in this top four. Sound wise, like production wise, it might be top two or top three. Like just just all the things, the elements involved, that. But his best work is definitely college dropout, late registration. Where where you going with it? (laughs) My beautiful dark twisted fantasy. That you think that's his best one? Hands down. Really? Yes. Over college dropout. I, I feel like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is just like a whole cohesive journey. Like I I love it. I routinely like watch the whole runaway video, like the whole extended version. I do it at least like once a month. Really? I can listen to that album back to back, no skips all the time. Let me let me pull it up. Let's see what we got on here. That's it. There was a song I didn't like. Oh my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Yeah, it might be hell of a life. I think that's that one. Yeah, that is hell of a life. Let's see. And it's not a bad song. That's probably my least favorite song. Let me just say that. That's that's my least favorite song, but sometimes I do skip that one. But that's my least favorite song. But I but that album, I think if there was no graduation, we wouldn't have got this album. And I think if we didn't get graduation in my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, we wouldn't have got we wouldn't have got Donda or anything he's done since then. Because right around that graduation era is when he started to change his whole music style and start doing something different after graduation. 
Well, Graduation was probably his most poppy commercial sounding thing. Then 808s and Heartbreaks was a whole totally different genre. And then My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fancy had a little bit of everything on there. Then Yeezus was experimental rock alternative rap. Life of Pablo was a mess. (laughs) 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 Life of Pablo got some good songs on there, but there are some songs I'm just like, when I first heard it, I liked it. And then I was like, I don't know. And then Kitsy Ghost was good. It was very eclectic. And then we got Jesus King and then we got Donna. But I think without those two, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and Graduation, and hell, even 808s of Heartbreaks, those three, but Graduation was when I first noticed a change in him and his music. And I agree. I do really feel that those are like three very pivotal albums for him. Like they all had a big, very noticeable change in his style and what he was it definitely showed that he was very much willing to branch out and experiment and for that like i appreciate those albums so much all in their own respect for his willingness to move forward absolutely and and another thing is i think i think like rockefeller maybe def jam kind of like loosened up the reins on him where he could be that creative because that's a drastic change from college dropout and late registration drastic change like graduation yeah. on up, drastic change. But I'm with you. So so give me your top three Kanye West albums. My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Okay. Graduation. And yeah, It Awaits and Heartbreaks. Those are And you know what? It Awaits and Heartbreaks is is one of my favorite from him. But I guess like I'm let me all right, let me reconfigure my <laughs> let me reconfigure. <laughs> Cause I love it. Oh, but Heartbreak. you know what? Wait, wait, wait. Now I gotta look at the track listing of late registration. Yeah, let's pull it up. Pull it up. We got Wake Up, uh, Mr. West. Oh, that had touched the sky. Touch the sky. Ooh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Drive slow. Drive oh, slow. Roses. Roses. I listened to that the other day. I ain't like that. I was in here crying. <laughs> Addiction. Oh wait, never mind. I might boom, have boom, to replace boom, eight oh eight the heartbreaks. With late registration. And don't forget about we major. We major. Come on, homie. We major. We major. Come on. Don't forget about that one. Uh, well, you changed your mind up now, huh? Now I'm like going back and I'm looking at the college dropout too. Um, college dropout has some good stuff, but no, I no, I re- uh, no, I'm gonna have to take out 808s and do late registration instead. So my beautiful dark twisted fancy graduation, and you said college dropout late late registration. Late registration, okay. yeah. Okay, so all right, so let me do mine over. Let me do mine over. I am still probably gonna go with college dropout. Late registration. And it's either between 808s and graduation for me. Like, I can't, I don't know which one I want to put up there. It's hard when you're trying to do, like, top five, top threes. Because each one of those albums has something that was special about it. But what made me fall in love with Kanye with is the first two. The first two. Yeah. But I'll say... 
besides those two, I would definitely go graduation, eight away heartbreaks, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. And then and then then as a uh uh a honorable mention, I would go Jesus. Okay. I love Jesus, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, so now we got that. <laughs> that was from the listener mail. <laughs> I forgot to write down the names like and add them in my notes for who, but shout out to you guys who did write in. We we love and appreciate when you guys do that. And I'm gonna go back and read read who it was and um give you some shout out credit on the um next episode. Um let's see, what else? What else did they say about that? I guess they wanna know they they wanna know our our, our favorite Drake albums. If we can, I think that might be hard for me though. Like our top three. Ooh. Uh. Oh wow! Hold on, let me look up his whole discography. All right, I think I got mine already. Oh my gosh! Okay, this is harder than I thought it would be. And now I'm looking at it; it is harder for me. And I guess because I've never really liked a full album in its totality, besides maybe one. Besides maybe one. I will say this. I'm gonna I'm go with the original um, "So Far Gone" as my as my all time favorite. Yes, yes, that's number one for like, sure. There's no questions asked. And I there is some songs in there I like less than others, but I still get that like an eight or a nine out of ten on my scale of how I rate albums. Five is okay because it's you know in the middle, but I give that like a like maybe an eight, seven, eight out of that, and you know. Thank Me Later had Thank Me Later was okay. It had some good songs on there, but like as an album in its totality, no. Um, Take Care had some good jams on there, like, but I can pick out my favorites on there. I'm gonna go. I'm probably gonna go. So far gone. Maybe. Nothing was the same. No, no, I'm not gonna do that. So far gone. Views. Nothing was the same. You know what? And <laughs> this is probably there is one song in views that bothers me so much. Which one? <laughs> Let me see if I can guess. Let me see if I can guess. Uh, is it at the beginning or the end of the city? It's smack dab in the middle of the fucking album. <laughs> Is it the faith with Pimp C and Division? No. Which one is it? I don't know now. Controller. What? Are you serious? I hate it so much. Hey, man. That might be the best song. If you want to get me to sing it, I'll sing some damn Controller. That's my jam right there. It's like I look at the track listing and I'm like, yo, I like this. I like this. And then I always I just get the Controller. And I'm like, Damn, I hated that song. Like, Why oh you didn't gosh. like that one? Uh, maybe it's maybe it's because this nigga's not really 
oh. Caribbean and hearing <laughs> him, it just bothers me. I'm just like, do you know how much good reggae and soca music I actually listened to and now I gotta hear Drake doing this mm. bullshit? I think that's what it really is for me. But so so much other stuff I really do love on Views. Yeah, Views was Views was probably one of his better albums. I think I wanted more of that. Well, I thought he would come with more of some deeper shit like he did on Views for the most part on this new album. Do you know what Drake album I promise you I can't even name one song off of? If you're reading this now, somebody too late. No. I can actually name a couple off of that one. More life. Take care? Oh, more life. Oh, really? More life. More I life really, was all right. I cannot. More life was all right. Surprisingly. Um, but like you, definitely original so far gone is definitely number one all time. Mm-hmm. Um Take Care did have some good ones. Take Care has some good ones. But hey, let me tell you the best song on Take Care before you get going. Buried Alive. Really? Yep. For sure. Ain't even gotta ain't even gotta think about that. That's for sure. Wait, that was on Take Care? Yep, Take Care. With Kendrick. If I was in a pine box, pine box, I was like, break the lock. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. But that was on Take Care for real. Yep, I think it's like smack dab in the middle. Actually, number seven. <laughs> you thinking now, huh? Oh, you see now that oh. This is hard. This is and it's like I don't even want to say it's hard because cuz some of the albums they're just like they're it's there's no they're not contenders like whatsoever. Um they're not contenders at all, but it's like the ones that are contenders. It's the ones that are contenders. It's just hard to choose between them. But it was easier for me because I don't really like too many of them. <laughs> Surprisingly. Um. And you know what? I think I have respect for Take Care because he had, did he have multiple songs where it was, or no, it was just, no. Because it was Marvin's Room and Buried Alive, right? Uh, Good one, no. Um, Buried Alive was just an interlude. Marvin's Room might be a standalone. No, Marvin's Room was before Buried Alive. But, but does know, it count as one song? I feel like it's one. I feel like when you play it, it's one track. No, or maybe it's not. But there is. There's good ones go and cameras. And comes, that's cameras, the one. That it's like that was a good one where it was. Even though I don't feel like it's the same type of transition as 
sicko mode. Yeah. But it was like it was a good example of having two in one. I like good ones go alone. She look like a star. Uh uh-uh, uh, keep it, Drake. <laughs> <laughs> and so do you. That's what we should have told him. But um, good ones go was good. Okay, so far gone, definitely. Um, you see, Tuscan, oh my gosh. Like, nothing was the same starts out so, like, I think Tuscan Leather and Furthest Thing, I feel like it was an immaculate way to start out. Yeah, Furthest Thing was that one on that album. I'm with you on yeah, that. Yeah, it was like, it was such a good way to start that album. Um, and uh, you know, I feel like started from the bottom messed up the flow for me because it's yes. like I tuck in leather, furthest thing, Wu Tang forever, own it, worst behavior from time, like all those I be jamming. But then it's like we just have started from the bottom at track three. I'm like, what are we yeah, doing? He should have put that at the end. Um. Okay, so far gone. Okay, the only one that I can definitively say <laughs> number one, like so far gone, I can give that one a number. Um, I will say. The other two in my top three, but I don't know where to put them. Um, nothing was the same. And okay. okay. I think we got the same one. I think we got the same, just different order, but we got the same one. Wait, I thought you said take care. Oh, no, but then you, wait, you said take care. Then did you switch it out for nothing was the same? Oh, I did. Uh, Yeah, no, I, yeah, I did uh, So Far Gone, the original views, and then nothing was the same. Oh, okay. And I, and I think, you know, Take Care was probably my honorable mention for that. If I had to. So there you have it, guys. You got our takes. And I'm going to say the rest of it for another day. Uh, the uh, the other listener mail. But I think, you know, I'm going to use this point as a significant transition. But we have Wait, to... before we Go ahead. get off listener mail, Go ahead. I had to give a shout out to Hakeem from Queens. Uh, why because... is that? <laughs> because... You ran into I, I No. Oh. I just give credit where credit is due. So while I was on my hiatus, um, the 2021 All-Star Game happened. And of course, that includes... The home run derby and met Pete Alonzo, the reigning champion, kept his title for the home run derby. So I I tip my Yankees hat to you <laughs> for that. Again, I give credit where credit's due. He won, he won. Okay. And then also, oh, I was in New York and they had a subway series. The Mets were playing the Yankees and I didn't even get to watch all the games, but like there was one of them where there was a fan interference play, mm-hmm. like the wall, the ball was going to bounce off the wall and he was going to get, the runner was going to get a hole, or the batter was going to get, I think he could have brought in three, but a Met fan literally leaned over the wall and grabbed the ball. <laughs> and he got thrown out for fan interference. The umps only gave them two runs. And I was like, ooh, he is going to get beat up. But then the next batter, <laughs> I don't even remember who it was, 
the next batter came and hit another home run and he brought the last runner in. So I was like, okay. So for that reason, that's probably why he didn't get beat up because they ended up with the run anyways. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you see, look at you all. Mets fans, they're not smart. Because if he was <laughs> smart, he would have let it hit. He would have left it alone. He would have let it hit the wall. And he would have had to scramble to try and pick up the ball and all three runners could have came in. That but, is crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. You like baseball? I love baseball. It was the first sport I ever watched. It might be my. Well, you know, I take that back. Maybe it was tennis. I can see that. My original career aspiration was to be a ball girl in tennis because my parents would always play tennis, and that's what I was. I was the ball girl. So it was either tennis or baseball was the first sport that I ever watched. And that's interesting. I was going to ask you that when you said tennis, I, that's not surprising. Is that like a, a, a Caribbean thing? I do see a lot of Caribbean people play tennis. Like there's um a park with some tennis courts and whenever I drive by it's always people in their Caribbean license plates or their Caribbean headrest covers that are always at those tennis courts always okay the first tennis teacher I ever met was uh he was from Jamaica yep he um he would play in like the Alta the Alta tennis league or the tournament but he um he was Jamaican I just I just wanted to know I didn't know if that was like a thing you know, but but we will definitely hopefully Hakeem hears this and he continues to write in. I want to say he did write in. He usually he he he's one of our frequent flies when it comes to writing. I know he won't appear where he didn't, but maybe like the last two or three he probably didn't. Two or three maybe, but um he'll hear. I know one of the ones you did by yourself. There was definitely something that came from Hakeem, and so that's what made me think about it. Okay, okay, because I haven't done one by myself. Well, the six I probably did like fifty seven and fifty eight, maybe by myself, and maybe yeah. fifty nine. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So that might be about right. Um, that's it. Before we get to the uh, star studded event, that's it. All right, guys. So, as many of you know, there is this Andre three thousand verse off a of Kanye record, and I got a little bit of a backstory on it. We're going to play that song here, and then we'll get back into it. So I hope you guys enjoy it, and then we're go- you're going to listen to us discuss it. Let's listen in America today. Life for the party. Mm-hmm. Almost time. Mm-hmm. It's the... Life for the party. To think I could have almost died. Go help us. Hey, Miss Donda, you're running to my mama. Please tell her I said say something. I'm starting to believe ain't no such thing as heaven's trumpets. No after over, this is it done. If there's a heaven, you would think they let you speak to your son. Maybe she has in the form of a baby's laugh. I heard passing by in a stroller reminding me, hey, keep rolling. Oh, no. Maybe she has with the prick of a blade of brass. I've been laying on way too long. Got me itchy. Got up and roamed a little more. Miss Donda, you see my mama. Tell her I'm lost. You see, she'd always light a cigarette. We talk. I would call. Exaggerating a little bit so she get the point. Trying to get her to stop smoking. I would lead and fire up a joint till I quit. Started back up again. 20 years later, all that time, y'all thought a nigga were high. Thought I was crazy. My mom, she ain't cut no corners. Got me back on track. I don't miss her overstepping, but do miss her showing seven civilian life shit. 
I understand it. See my mama whisper her this. The real reason I was geeked to go to church was confess when y'all grown-ups would be in Bible study. That girl helping me with my homework, her and I were fucking so pure and perverted, so spirit spinning and dirty, so on, so on and so on. We hope that no one heard it. Shh, shh. And to this day, I think her mama knew, but let us explore. Miss Donder, you see my father, please ask him why. He never married, always smiled, but was he happy inside? Because I carry my mother's name, did he carry shame with him? I'm sure she did it out of spite, was her decision at birth. She she probably would hurt. Ah, uh, poor baby, two young people with different views, a lot for a young lady. No coincidence, they both passed away from heart conditions. There's a dissidence at play, dad and mom do hard division. Three thousand, poster child, for big dick niggas raised by their mothers. I'm supposed to smile, as if God knew that I would be trouble. Keeps me around for what I don't know, but I do know that it's crucial that we do so pronto. I don't know how much long, though. Mama, your son in the red hat had suffered setbacks, had shit in a set that's had made everyone mad. He made 808, so he's everyone dead. No, he ever gets that hope. Jerome's by the shore, close my eyes, I can see more. No, body punking me, nobody pressure me, nobody gangster me, especially when the gangsters eat thanks to me. And my favorite principal name was Mrs. Wooten. She was strict, the perfect instructor for young Putin. Vladimir, just so that is clear. Whom should we fear when we know dad is here? Daddy right here. Daddy right here. I don't play, boy. Over your dead body for my daughter posing playboy. We don't condone over-sexualization of the kids in the home. Battery in my back. This house of pain won't ever last. Sign told me to my face. That sicko mode was his biggest song. We're gone, cause Donna was the best ghost rider I ever had. South Park had jokes about fist sticks. To this day, the whole team could kiss this stick. I put Virgil and Drake on the same text. And it wasn't about the matching Arc'teryx or Kid Cuddy dress. Just told these grown men, stop it with the funny shit. I might hire the whole team from ACG. So don't text me like I'm Juanita, JCV. Or more important, Monica Corgan, who was there for me. Somebody really there for me was rare for me. That was new air to breathe. When I was underappreciated, undervaluated. Stockholders told me boardrooms would bore you. Can't remember going by your rules. Try to follow the Lord's rules. Charlie was the new Abu Dhabi. Told Drake, don't play with me on GD. And he sent that message to everybody. So if I hit you with a WYD, you better hit me with. Yes, sir, I'm writing everything you need. I told you I was gonna take the summer back. So any other cap won't take none of that. Where my motherfucking red hat? Security and the nannies be forever handling. I can't stand it when it's talks of putting the kids back in Sierra Canyon when daddy got his own school. Trash mouth for these white people if you want. Why we build a team to get Hoover out the joint? I do what I want, bro, in my life. Serve and protect, long as it's my wife. Screaming on M and Yens for trying to lower the percentage of skim. See, I was going in back when they thought I was only making M's. Now it's nine Billy. You ain't gotta like me, but you feel me. Do y'all feel me? Really? Get off scot free. I'm talking really. Get off our knees, that's if you're with me. Get off your knees, that's if you're with me. Get off your knees and let's get free. Get off your knees and let's get free. Really, I mean really. Really, I mean really. I need release. I don't need police. I'm like nigga police. Y'all can't hear me. Now I'm need for the real me. For the real me. I've been winning. 
All right, we played the song, and now <laughs> you guys like 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 if you guys are as blown away as I was when I first heard this, please write in and let us know because when I, as soon as I first heard this, I think I was up at like three or four in the morning, had a lot of shit on my mind, and I, I happened to hear it, and I was just like, whoa, let me, I gotta go play this. And I know it's been taken down places and this will be one of the only places that it will live forever without being taken down. Hopefully, hopefully, because anytime I post anything Kanye West related or anything he's involved with, it's been taken and I've been flagged. But hopefully this won't get taken down. So I'll figure out a creative way to let you guys know that it's in there without, you know, blatantly tagging it. I might be able to put it in the description or, or some kind of fancy words, but you guys can come back and play this whenever, but let me know what you thought about this gin. Like, what were you thinking? It is deep. Like, one, I think we all miss Andre 3000. He is a incredible lyricist, an incredible rapper. Um, and the verse was beautiful. Like, it really was. You can tell it was really, really heartfelt. And it was upsetting um, that it didn't make it onto the album. And then when I heard the backstory afterwards as to why it didn't, because he didn't know it was a clean album. Okay, I get it. But um, then I got upset of how it came out. Because it's mm -hmm. very clear that this is something that is very near and dear to him. This is some real feelings that he's put pen to paper and then shared and the fact that it came out over like stupid rat beef i was like that's that's disgusting and insulting mm -hmm. um and so that was upsetting to me and i was like this is this is the reason why people draw back and i can understand this is the reason why people don't want to share things because i'm pretty sure it was already difficult to to write this and then i'm pretty sure it not making the cut was also difficult but now it just comes out because these two guys are fighting mm -hmm. it's it's terrible and it did turn around and make me think well you were just you criticized drake over other things and you criticized artists as well and i'm just like eh, okay i i get it yeah. but i don't know maybe it's just because like everything was just so potent. And I think it's things that I think any and everyone can relate to. Like death is very real and everyone is affected by it. Like, you know, we, we may never know what it's like to fuck a fan and get a bitch pregnant. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, we may not experience that. We don't know what it's like when the private jet runs out of <laughs> crystal or yeah. Duce or, what, we don't know right but it's like we 
everyone at some point in their life is going to experience the reality of death. And like when he was saying, you know, like questioning heaven, because he was like, if it was real, you would think that you'd be able to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. Like you would be able to talk to the loved ones who you left behind. Like, I think most people have had situations where they lose someone or something bad happens to someone. Someone gets diagnosed with a terminal illness and we question our belief system. We question, you know, if there was, if there's this being over whoever you believe in, if there is this being over all of us who is intrinsically good, why do all these bad things happen? Why do terrible things happen to good people and things like that? So I really, it was, it was very, very touching. And, um, it was just, I, I'm happy that we have it despite how it came out. I'm, I'm happy that people have this and hopefully it brings solace and comfort to some people because sometimes it's just nice to know that other people question things like we do. Cause a lot of times, especially if you, you question God and people, you know, you get, you get flack for that. Yeah. I remember when my grandfather died and I questioned God and it was like, I felt, you know, like it was just, it was such a terrible wrong thing for me to do. Like, how could you do that? He gives you life and all these other things. I'm just like, well, if he gives us all these things, why can't we have it all the time? Like, why, why is our time on this earth so short? Why is everything borrowed? And so having someone or having something where someone questions that publicly and you can, you can, feel the sincerity in in his voice throughout the verse i think it's a beautiful thing to have and i think that it's something that can bring comfort to a lot of people and i think that that's important in music it's a it's a form of expression and i'm pretty sure there are people who think these same things and they haven't been able to form it into words and 3000 did it for them and i'm grateful for it yeah, well said. And I'm going to piggyback off something you said. You said uh, God gives life, but he also takes it too, you know. And yeah. that's that's something that's real. At being, I don't, you know, my grandma's been dead now, what, what, almost three years now. No, it has been three years. Like, and it flew by fast. One year was a blur. This year has almost been a blur. You know, it just make you think. And like just how he said it. Hey, Miss Donda, if you see my mama, please tell her to say something. I'm starting to lose uh, faith in heaven's trumpets. Like, come on. Like, that's like, how does that not make you tear up when you hear that? Like, if any of y'all have lost somebody and you can never hear their voice again, you can never see their face. All you got is pictures. Like, I'm pretty sure you've you've uttered some of these same words or thoughts. And You know, like the way he did it. And I'm going I'm to go into the background, but the way Andre did it. Like for him to be that that vulnerable, that to be that passionate about what he's saying and to speak about speak to Kanye's mom, you know, and to speak to his mom through while addressing Kanye's mom, too, and addressing his dad as well. Because there's some there's a there's a verse or two in there or a line or two in there about his dad, too, you know, and, you know, it just make you think and like especially with some of the things that I'm going through, like just 
you know, like I always wonder, like, you know, is my grandma watching me? Is she in the room watching me sleep? Like, do she speak to me through other people? Is she speaking to me through a dream? You know, like just just being able to, you know, just like have that human moment. And that's something that that you can't really you don't really see people do. And like, that's, that's what I mean. But like, I would like to see something like this from Drake. I would like to see you really like put, pour your soul into something and versus just something that I feel like is just lackadaisical. Like, I would like to see you do something like this. But Andre's Andre. First of all, I want to give him a shout because he's from the South Side. <laughs> you know, he's part of one of the greatest rap <laughs> duos ever. You know, 3000 just might be one of the greatest rappers ever. You know, he he has a great way of speaking, like his cadence, his breath control to be that old and have that type of breath control. And just, you know, like people think rapping and singing is just, you know, you, either you have the ability to do it or you don't. Like, I don't believe you can learn. There is a belief. I'm going to have to clear this up. There is a learning to sing, learning to rap. And that's just the mechanics of it, like breath control, working out to get your stamina up, how to hold a note, how to, you know, vibrate your things. But people who can sing usually just have good voices. They may not know how to sing, but everybody can mm. sing. And there's a difference. And I always tell people that, like, anybody can rap, but they don't know how to rap. Like, which, like, like what Kendrick do. Kendrick and Cole are masterful at what they do. With their breath control and how they flow and how they like, you know, structure the bars. Like Andre's a special special monster. He's he goes on the alien list. There's only a few people who can do that and that go on that list. But for him to to pour his soul out there and people may never ever get to hear that song again off, off because two dudes are, are beefing. Like that that I don't know how they would make him feel. I'm pretty sure he has the stems and I, I have a version of it. But I will mm -hmm. say this that there is two versions of that song. So the version that he had did not have the uh, the diss on it. There was a different version that was probably supposed to make the album. Because if you look at uh, Kanye West's Instagram, he had the track list, and that song was originally on there, but it just didn't make oh, the wow. album. But what? But what? There, there is there's a couple of parallels I want to draw draw there. But it was supposed to be on the album, but maybe they didn't get it finished. Maybe it was a sample clearance thing. Maybe. And like, and another thing is, like, if you listen to the end of it, anybody who sings, raps, some type of instrument, uh, you know, person that plays an instrument, you know what Kanye West is doing. He was like, mm, 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 mm. you know, he's humming, he's getting those melodies in his head, and that's how people formulate a song. They usually have a melody, they usually have a cadence, and then you try to fit words to fit in between those things to kind of go along with that, uh, with that melody or that theme you're trying to do. So that song that we heard was not finished. And I think that's why I did not make the album. But what I will say is that whatever that finished song would have been or whatever the other version would have been, if that song makes Kanye West's album, I definitely think he outsells Drake because people are going to run in flocks and droves to see what Andre has put together because we haven't heard from him since when. Everybody wants right. an Andre album. Everybody wants an Outkast album. So P I think that would have changed the game, at least the numbers game, for what what Drake and Kanye West was going to do. Because just just streams alone would have had that going. That would have been the, the number one song on the album. And I think Drake put it out to kind of for his plans for that very reason. I could be wrong, but it makes perfect sense to me. But you can tell that that song isn't finished because he's just like, just what he's saying, mm -mm, he's just humming and just, just crooning because he's trying to like find words to fit, you know? Mm. So I don't know if people really caught that, but I think people who make music or any type of thing like that, they they picked up on that was like, oh, he's trying to find it. 
And, you know, he always does it. A lot of people do it. Like when people say, yeah. uh, or they just, when they rapping and they freestyle, they mess up. They trying to, trying to fit something in a, you know, in a, in a, in a bar basically, or just like in a stanza. So for that to come out that way was a travesty, but you guys have it here. I would like to know what you guys think about that. Um, that's just crazy. But I do know he did say he want to work with Kendrick. He want to work with Lil Baby. He want to work with Young Thug. I don't know if he said J. Cole, but I feel like he did. But I would not be surprised if there is a Andre Kendrick verse somewhere. Or coming. That would that would make my day. I think I could die a happy man. <laughs> Just want. Say I do time. want. I do want three thousand to work with who he wants to work with. Yes. most definitely. But I want this verse to come out the right way. I want it to come out on a completed song. I want it to. To to get the justice that I think it deserves, that I think that I think we all think it deserves, because yeah, again, I just think it's like you said, he dug deep, and this is like real shit, and it's stuff that people again can just relate to. Even at the end when he was talking about his dad, and he, um, you know, he was asking like, "You never married, you always smiled, but were you like, but were you happy inside?" And I think it's, I think. A lot of us growing up, you know, we don't see our parents people, see our parents as our parents, you know, and part of it is just like the dynamic of how we're raised. You're raised, you don't question your parents, your parents are your parents, your parents aren't your little friends, your parents isn't your parents, that's not boo the fool, not the one, not, they not Akiki with you, none of that. And so I think that there are things that a lot of us wish that we could ask our parents. And I think that we as a society are coming into a more enlightened time where everything isn't where it's like when we're young there's a a dominant submissive dynamic with our parents because there 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 needs to be some form of authority but then as we get older it it starts to level out and we can see each other as equals and you mm-hmm. still have a respect for your parents, but you see them more as human beings. And it's, it's more acceptable to see them as human beings. And you can ask them more human questions. But some people don't get that. Some people didn't get that. Some people, they just grew up in a in an earlier time. And so it's always been your parents are your parents. And that's it. You could be 67 years old and your mom is. 89 years old and that's still your mom like you're still not seen as that's your as you all are equal you all are both adults it's like nope that's your mom that's your dad some people will never get out of that dynamic some people lost their parents before it got to where they can have those conversations with their parents if it became acceptable so I think again these are probably things that a lot of us have wanted to ask our parents just ask them real life stuff like are you happy why didn't you do this? Like, does it hurt that I have my dad's last name or that does it hurt that I have my mom's last name and not your last name and things like that. And so I really think that I really want this song to come out in a way that does it justice and to where it's not in danger of being taken down because it's not supposed to be out there. I really think that um, 
Andre 3000 deserves that, if anything. Um, Definitely. Yeah. And yeah. You, and you want to know what's funny? Because, um, like, I, I, me and my mom, I think I've always been the one to ask her, like, the tough questions or those human questions. Because I, I think out of out of my siblings, I'm probably the thinker of of the of mm-hmm. the of the crew. And I just analyze and like I told my mom, like like I get it. Like I understand what you did. Like even though I thought some of the things was um, unfair or I didn't understand or appreciate at the time, I do now. Like when I can look back in hindsight and I was just like I was like, Mom, how you meet my dad? And then like she was just telling me stuff and it just started all these things start clicking. And I'm not gonna reveal some of these things because I'm gonna reveal them on another show. But a lot of these things started clicking. And I feel like the apple isn't falling too far from the tree into some things like what she says that, oh, your dad used to like to do photography. Like, I've always been into taking pictures, but I ain't really know why. But until, you know, she started telling me, I just never really, like, put some of those things together. And I don't have his name. I was like, why we don't have his name? And she told me why. And I understand. Mm. And, you know, so when he said that, you know, it just made me think. And I just, you know, I started thinking about, like, what my life would have been like if he was here. Like, who would I become? Like, would I be doing this? I, For me, me personally, I do think he probably would have nurtured more of my creative side. Because I don't think people really got my creative side. So if I'm banging on the couches or I'm tapping stuff, like, that's just me. Because I, I, I started learning to play the piano. I played the drums. I played the trumpet. I'm good with music. I'm good with a lot of shit. I'm good with cameras. But... I think some it would have took another creative to bring that out of me. You know, that maybe I would have went to Juilliard or who knows, I don't know, a performing art school. Or maybe I would have been in, you know, more activities than I was in, but you just never know. And these are questions, you know, that that arose from, you know, listening to what he said. Like even though I've asked my mom some questions and I do feel like we kinda are at that point now where I can ask certain questions, I um uh, you know, it, it just made me think, you know, because some people don't get to ask those things. Like, it's lots of things I wish I could ask my grandma now that I can't ask. And I know my mom feels the same exact way. And I know when she told me when she died, she wrote her a letter where all the things she wanted to say to her, whether it was mean, bad, hurtful, whatever, I can only imagine. And she put it in the casket with her and they buried her. You know, like, yeah. that's not, that's one way to do it, but that's not how I want to go. I want to make sure I know majority if not all the things or get it all out and there's never going to be enough there's never going to be enough time but i don't want that to be my way so i tend to ask the tough questions like well my well how did you make it work with being a single mom raising three kids or what was rent like back then and just comparing to how much rent is now for apartment that same size or that same apartment in that same neighborhood like it's just crazy like just all the parallels yeah. you draw from things, or all the comparisons and, and conclusions you come to just from stuff like that. But you're right; a lot of people don't have those uh, those moments with their parents. And from what it sounds like, maybe he didn't either. But then again, he said we would talk. He said she would light one up and I would cough, you know. So maybe they did. But maybe even though they did, he probably may not have had a chance to ask everything he wanted to ask. And like that's that's sad, you know. Both your parents yeah. gone. Like that's 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 a lot, and all you know, you know, big boys like a brother to him, so they they're still close, they're still cool, you know. But that's what that's where we at right now. Yeah. So you know, to have somebody with you since you guys were in high school, y'all forty, fifty years old now, like that's crazy. Like that's somebody that that's been there. You know, it just made me think about who's around me, and you know, like what I'm doing with my time here on Earth. And you know it's just it's just crazy. Like Andre, I, I, th- 
I think that's the best thing that came out of that. For sure. That's the best. Like they said, that's the best thing Drake dropped ever. (laughs) (laughs) He wasn't involved, but that, that, that was a much needed verse. But I will say this, just with Kanye and how he did with the life of Pablo, he kept changing and adding things. And even on some of the other albums, I feel like that song wasn't on there or it was, or something changed. I think he was going to probably sneak that on there somewhere Mm -hmm. and just add it and have a different verse. I think that's what that probably would have been, but I think Drake beat him to the punch. And I and I and I think he did too because I found out more about, you know, when Push got the the jump on him about him having a kid and how Drake had a rollout plan, but Pusha T kinda of forward it, so now you can't use that rollout. And I think he did basically the same thing to Kanye that Push did to him because Kanye, he felt like Kanye was involved. But you just never know, man. But we got the song. It's going to live here forever. Like, if you don't listen to this podcast again, come back and listen to that song a million times if you need to. But it'll be here for you guys to find it. Yeah. Any any closing thoughts on that? I mean, I didn't think about how he went back and changed the life of Pablo a bunch of times. So, yeah, I do. I completely forgot about that. So I do hope that that's... um, that he might use that avenue. And he might. I, I could see him still doing it, and I think it'll just boost his uh, album sales. But I don't necessarily think he care. I think he just care about putting the music out and what his friends think, like his peers. Like, he want to be the best of his peers. I don't think he really care what the masses and numbers say or award shows. He got all the awards. He got enough yeah. money. Like, how much more do you need? Right. And he'll prove he'll run up on stage and say his little piece. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, was he wrong or was he right? You got to stand up for what you believe in, man. Like, yeah. Um, I'm with you on mm, that. It needed to be said. It, it definitely to needed to be said. And I don't think the timing was wrong because the world is watching. But he did kind of steal her show. But I think two beats one. So, yay. <laughs> <laughs> because I he he was right. And then even, and you know what's funny? Because I was up late one night listening to a Power Remix. And you have, have you, do you remember the Power Remix? Yeah. And then he was like, he says, he said, excuse me, miss, you can't see my little sister. <laughs> That's what he told her. <laughs> and he was right. He was right. He used his, you know, almost used verbatim for what he said on there and just switched it to like, I still feel like that. Like, fuck out of here, you know? But I thought that was great. But, you know, so yeah, you know, it might not have been you know, morally right, but I think it needed to be said, and I think what better time than now. But he said he was drunk when he did that too, so who knows? But drunk, they say drunk men don't tell no lies, so. I mean, true. Yeah, yeah. So that's it for the Andre uh, segment of this. Hope you guys enjoy. You guys uh, come back and revisit that. And, you know, we'll we'll read listen to mail next time and get into that. Um, the next thing I got on here. Anything else we need to say about that? Are we missing something? I feel like I'm missing something. That's all I had to say. I think I think we got it. I just hope we get that Kendrick Andre verse. I can see them. That'd doing be amazing. It. 
I can, that that I think that man ain't even ain't even gonna get started. Cause I I'm not the last three podcasts. <laughs> the last three podcasts have been about uh, Kendrick. It all turned into Kendrick. So I'm gonna try not to do that. But that's just how I feel about Kendrick. Like Kendrick's Kendrick's one of the one of them for me. Um, Kendrick and Cole. But I, I, I you know after and I'm gonna say one more thing. After him, both of these albums, you got you gotta apply. You gotta apply J Cole. You gotta apply them. You got to give him yeah. his credit because he dropped knowing that these two monsters was out here could drop any day. And he did it anyway and still, still had a better product than both of them. But I will yeah. say, I will say, I, I will put Donda in the running for album of the year. So for right now, for me, it's Cole. Uh, dang, it just slipped my mind. Cole Nas. Yay. And it's one more. Who else dropped this year? Me and my friends were having this conversation the other mm-hmm. day too. Um, Tyler. Tyler Creator's album was cool. It was cool. I liked it. It was better than I thought it was going to be. I will say that. So I, I, I would definitely put him in there. It's one more. I feel like it's one more. But I definitely don't mm-hmm. think Certified Little Boy going to be in there. That's just trash. Boo boo. Oh, no. Absolutely not. No. Um, but yeah, so I guess we can go to, to to something else that's near and dear to my heart, the Apple event. <laughs> <laughs> you thought I was gonna say something else, huh? I don't know what you were gonna say, but that was not what I was expecting. Yeah, I don't think anybody else is gonna expect that. Like a lot of y'all know, I'm an Apple head. I'm an Apple junkie. I'm a tech junkie. Um, but I literally was waiting for this Apple event all my life. But I will say, what do you think about it so far? Did you get a chance to watch it? I watched parts. Well, I watched, well, no, I came in a little late and then I watched it to the end, but I was also trying to work simultaneously. Um, There were things that I wasn't really paying attention to. Like I had just bought a new app. I bought the six last year, so I really wasn't paying attention to the seven because I'm like, no, (laughs) you do not need to turn around and buy that. Yeah. I came in when they were talking about iPad um, and it was the iPad mini part. I think I came mm-hmm. in and I mean, honestly, I'm not, I'm not as entrenched in tech as you are. And as some of my other friends, cause I had one friend, he posted on his Instagram, like Apple be playing with us. And I was like, what's the problem? Mm-hmm. And he was like, the phone is the same phone, except it's an upgraded camera. And I was like, well, I'm coming from a 10. So, you know, he's coming from a 12. So, you know, there's obviously going to be vast differences between the 10 and the 12. And so for him, while the 12 to the 13 might be a small jump and it's only a camera improvement, the 10 to the 13 is a bigger improvement for me. Yeah. So, um, again, I'm just like... I'm going to give Apple my money anyway. (laughs) So whether or not, like, I don't even know what I'm looking for in a new phone. Like for me, I'm looking for more memory, which they have because Mm -hmm. my phone storage is completely full at this point. How much Um, do you have now? Like what, what, what's memory capacity you got? 256. Okay. That's pretty big. Um, but then I, so what, this has photos all the way from 2015, I think. Mm-hmm. 
but then I had traded my when I got this phone I had traded my old phone because if I had kept it then oh no it has photos from 2013 oh my gosh um but yeah if I would have if I wouldn't have traded my old phone and if I just would have kept it I would have not transferred all the photos over and then like I was saying if there's a photo that I need I can always just airdrop it to myself I don't Mm -hmm. have to have all of them and so that's my plan for the next one but I still don't want to go with 256 again so I was excited to see that it's it goes up to five there's a 512 and a one terabyte option right yeah there is that's enticing yeah so my my iPad is one terabyte so I don't think that I would have I don't think I don't think I'd go that big on my phone, but I think the 512 is where I'd want to land. So that's exciting for me. I mean, the camera improvement, again, if I get a 12, it's Man. a camera improvement. So anything, any, you know, I'm not a serious iPhone photographer, but um, yeah, I don't have a lot of little things that I'm looking for. The things that I feel that I'm looking for, we talked about the, the voice note issues that you can't yes. scrub back and forth. <laughs> like if that change happens, that'll be fantastic. That'll be a win. Um, there are things, there are little things that bother me. So like your Apple wallet. Um, so if you have emails that come to your phone, your calendar can read dates from your emails. And then like whenever I buy a plane ticket on Whenever I buy a Southwest plane ticket, because that's connected to my Southwest login, uses my iCloud. And so my iCloud emails, of course, come to my phone. And then it reads them and it automatically suggests, oh, do you want to put a calendar event for this flight that you have? I like that. Yeah. I have my Eventbrite. Like if I buy tickets on Eventbrite, my Eventbrite is connected to a different email, which is not connected to my phone. I don't have that push email on my phone because it's like it's my email that I literally give for like everything. So I just have thousands of things that I'm just randomly subscribed to. And so I just get a bunch of emails a day. And so I just don't want all of that on my phone. But if I buy something on Eventbrite and if I put that Eventbrite ticket in my Apple wallet, I don't like the fact that my calendar does not read my Apple wallet and suggest to add an event based off of things in my Apple wallet. That bothers me. <laughs> so yeah. those are the types of improvements that I'm looking for. I don't know much about like hardware improvements. I can tell you, oh, it's a longer battery life. That's fantastic. Hooray. <laughs> it charges faster because it uses USB-C instead of the lightning. That's great. But as far as like getting really into like the specifications of the hardware and stuff like that, fortunately, it's not my forte. That's not bad, cause I'm all I'm all, I'm all about the hardware, cause I know, as an Apple advocate, like a lot of the people who I have helped convert over to to Apple, they used to always say, well, what's the difference about the phone that looks the same? It's the same phone. Like, y'all are concerned with the looks. Y'all not concerned with what it can do. I'm concerned with what it can do, and I will always tell them that. And then like now they now they see because you know Android they give you the same phone, but it looks different, but they don't do nothing different. It don't do nothing different at all. It just looks different. And I think that was more into the aesthetics of it. But for me, man, that camera, boy, the shit I am about to do with that. And this is going to be a two-part uh, two part thing 
but that camera the the bigger memory and if we can get that uh that scrubbing feature and some of the other features because they they don't really list all the features or 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 market all the features you just kind of have to discover them or you have to read about them um when they do do the release but if we can get these things i think we have a really solid phone like i wasn't i wasn't expecting them to do anything you know drastic like drastic design change like i felt like they was gonna upgrade the internal parts to give us a better better working project and that's exactly what they did but that camera boy like i have to have it i have to have it like i just got to um i like that they're introducing a new color even though that color's kind of been here before because i feel like i had that color with my um iphone 5 that little bluish metallic color they're calling it sierra blue but it's been here um <laughs> and then they calling uh starlight somebody the white one i'm just like just call it white don't don't glamour me <laughs> just call it white but um but i do like what they're trying to do with their ecosystem and i like what they're trying to do with the earth like making this out of recyclable products like a uh, uh, recyclable aluminum all of the plastic is removed from the boxes and they're using the plastic. All of those things people probably don't care about, but I do. But mm-hmm. that camera, that camera, man, I'm ready. I'm, but I, I will say this. I am surprised that they didn't have any pushback or delays with the chip shortage, but I guess they're making their own chips now. So they're not as pressed. You know, they're not, they're not, they're probably not subject to the demand that they would be, let's say uh Snapdragon or whatever, whatever it was. Uh, who Qualcomm was making their chips um, for them, but Qualcomm makes chips for everybody. But now Apple, had, you know, so that takes that demand off of them, and they probably can produce more Qualcomm chips for whoever. But Apple is now making our own chips, so I think that helps them out in that. But I don't know. I think it was a cool event. Like I probably will get one of the watches because I haven't had a watch since the first one because the screen popped off. But I, I would like to see Apple loosen their grip on like repairs. And, you know, modifications and give us a little bit more freedom to do certain things with our phones. Like, I'm all for privacy and security, but, like, some of it, to me, is a little unnecessary. Like, I would just like to, if I want to make my colors blue on my phone, just make my colors blue. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Like, if that's what I want to do, I would like to see that. But I do think that they just need to loosen the grip on that. And there's one other thing I wanted to say about that that I would like to see from them. Um... I still want them to have like a you know a security feature for your photos and your messages, like built in. Like yeah, you got to get in to get in, but you don't know the password that is. I would like to see them do that. I've been writing them to them. Uh, why? What what do you, what is in your photo and in your messages? Honestly, nothing. But you know, nosy people. Well, let me tell you this. I had a, I had a friend when I was in high school. He um he he lost his hearing. And we would communicate a lot through text. And so, like, sometimes I'd be right next to him. I'd type him a message, but I wouldn't necessarily send it. And uh, mm-hmm. we would, like, communicate that way. So he would he would oftentimes have my phone. But he used to, like, to snoop through my phone and, like, look for shit. And I didn't have anything in there at the time that I thought was, you know, like, I don't care if you see it or not. But then again, maybe he was looking. I don't, I don't know what he was doing, for, but he had a habit of, like, going through, like, my stuff. And like I was dating this girl at the time, and I don't know if I told this story before, but he apparently liked this girl at the time. Well, before, 
me and her got together, but I never knew who he was talking about. He had been telling me he liked this girl since seventh grade. I never saw the girl until tenth grade. So naturally, I began to think she ain't real. I didn't, you know, I didn't put two and two together. <laughs> this was the girl. But you've been telling me since the day I met you that you like this girl. I never knew her name, never knew what she looked like because I was new to the school. I didn't I didn't know. And so long story short, she she came on the bus. She wanted to, to come over there and, you know, just see how I was doing because they was friends. And then long story short, the feud that was going on between our group of friends kind of pushed us together. Me and her started dating. So I don't know if he was looking to see if I had, like, some, some naughty pictures or just what we'd be talking about or if he was just being plain out nosy. All are cool, but we were in high school. And it became a problem because one day I was talking to another good friend of mine and um, he saw something in there and he misinterpreted it. And that's why I'm big on being accurate and stating the facts and, you know, just being right. Because what you think you saw or what you think you heard may not be what actually is going on. So he read something as about long story short, he thought that I was going to get or me and my girlfriend at the time were going to get this other guy to, to try to fight him. And we was like, no, that's not what happened. So what happened was, so now I'm going to give you the in hindsight part of it. She, my girlfriend at the time, wanted me to, uh, uh, what did she want me to do? He was playing around. She had some candy. I think some Sour Patch straws. I don't, you know, those are big back in the 2000s. Um, after school was going to go to school bus he snatched her candy and ran and she said she was trying to get me to tell my friend let's give him the name Adam to get him he then t- took that and twisted it and interpreted it as that we were trying to get him to fight him and I was like no that's not what we were trying to do but he read that in my phone and you know that's kind of why my defenses go up with stuff like that because people can easily misinterpret interpret things. It's so like he was mad. It was this whole big thing. He's like, "Well, tell him if you want to find me." I'm like, "No one tried." He's like, "I read it." I'm like, "That's not what that was. <laughs> you took her candy. She was trying to get me to get him to get you because you were going to run directly past him." So like just for that. So I've always been like a stickler for like stuff like that and just you know you know being clear and accurate on what what was was being portrayed and conveyed. And different things like that. So, but other than that, no. But you just never know. People find your phone. They want to do all kind of stuff. Like you may have a picture of your social security card in there. Anything. But long story short, that's what happened. And that's why I'm that way with like my stuff. And so I'm all for like the fingerprint. I'm all for like the the face IDs, whatever. My biometrics, take it, use it, whatever you want to do. Um, but yeah. But stuff like that he would oftentimes read stuff and just read into it too much and his imagination got wild with him and thought it was one thing and it wasn't and that wasn't the first time that was one of the very last times and i was just like look like i'm sick of this and i think that was before we had camera phones too i think i had a nokia at the time that was before they started making the flip nokias with the with the cameras on them mm-hmm. so this part was like 2005 <laughs> But yeah, so but yeah, he would he would oftentimes do that and just just read in the stuff. Like even today, I think he still does that. But <laughs> like read oh in the gosh. stuff or like hear stuff and like, well, I thought you were trying to do this. I like now you're assuming when you could have asked me. But other than that, that that's that's really was what it was. But but like I said, and I am probably gonna tell the story in here one day about all the drama that ensued because of that. But like my thing is, like I said, I didn't know you like this girl. I didn't know that's who that was. There's a million Stacys in the world. But this, this you know, it could have been anybody. I didn't know. We never right. talked about it. Because I didn't know her. <laughs> so why would she tell me? But 
anyway, that's that's how that went. But the Apple event was, you know, yeah, they're gonna get my money. Just take my card and just swipe it. Why don't you? They're gonna get my money too. Um, but yeah, but I am. But, but about this camera, I am impressed with that camera. Like that, that, that cinematic mode, man. Yes, I was like, hold on. Like when they were showing the examples of like when the subject like looks away and how it auto focuses and the subject looks looks back. I was like, wait, we we can shoot whole movies. You can't. Can. And the funny thing is, we have been able to have that ability for a long time. And that's kind of what I want to get into, because I never told you about this. But I've always wanted to do like a short web series, like either on mm-hmm. YouTube or have like my own website where I release it, either do either tell one series of a story or do like different like short story type things, like 15 minute stories. And with that camera, it would allow me to do it. With the phone I got now, it would allow me to do it. With the iPhone 4S, it would allow us to do it. But the only thing is, is that when you're doing stuff like that, people don't take you serious sometimes because they feel like you got to have the latest and greatest DSLR, tripod, and all these things. No, there's been portions of Transformers, Darker the Moon, that was shot on the iPhone. That's wild. And, and, and people have been shooting movies on iPhones for a while. I want to say Kanye West did a fashion shoot shot on an iPhone. I think it was, was it the the Prada or Dior fashion shoot a couple years ago, like 2013, 2011, was shot on an iPhone. I want to say it was an iPhone 5S or, 5, or, or a 6. Was shot all on an iPhone. You cannot tell because the footage is... 4K footage, just like any other thing, even if you shot on a DSLR. You may get better pictures in certain settings, but our phones are just as good as the high-end cameras, and they can no longer be the gatekeepers and keep denying people and belittling and downplaying creative people because they don't have the equipment. Like, now we have the power to be our own radio stations, to be our own record company, to be our own distribution, to be our own business without ever having to have all of the tools and supplies necessary. Uh So when I saw that, like, with just having that feature, because you can always go and add that in with, like, Final Cut or, like, some type of, you know, video editing software. But with that, that really puts creativity back into the hands of the consumer and the creator. And like, so it just got me thinking about ideas and like, I really still want to take, you know, that serious because I just got my my LLC for, you know, my audio and visuals. And when I meant that, this is exactly part of what I wanted to do. But this is just a better way for me to be able to do it. Now, you know, I'm still playing around with ideas, but I've had this idea since like 2012, but I've just never done Mm -hmm. it. Like the first version of the podcast was filmed. I still got those. I might release those. I think I've been. I told y'all that, but the first, the very first episodes of my podcast were done like in 2014. I didn't really like start taking it serious, serious until like 2017, maybe. You know, then I started doing this, you know, and I think it's progressing, it's grown. But you know, like, but that camera is going to do some things, and I, I feel like if I do something short and put it on YouTube, I think I can help change the lives of people. Maybe you're an actor or an actress in there, or a wardrobe designer, or hell, me, or a cameraman, or a boom person. Maybe your work will get cited and you get seen. But I want to put content out there that I want to see. Tell the stories that I want to tell, just like we do with this podcast. You know, so I think it's just really like 
you know, reinvigorated my ideas and my creativity when it comes to these things because it's not hard to do. It's not hard to do. Like I've made movies on my phone before and put them on YouTube, like, but it was just me doing marketing and business. It's not hard to do at all. If you can do a TikTok, you can shoot this shit on your phone. Mm-hmm. And so like it just got me to thinking. I was just thinking like who would I have in it? And like will people really will will people be willing to dedicate their time and, you know, to 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 help me live out my dream? And that's the hard part about it. And that's kind of why I never really got to it was just finding the right people. And then did I want to be in the story? Or did I want to make the story about me? Or do I just want to be behind the camera? Because I feel like ain't nobody going to shoot what I want them to shoot. Because I always get stuff that people don't think to get. You know, so I was like, you know, could I do it? Yes. I could have some stands and some booms or whatever. But that makes it a lot more tedious for you to do. Yeah. But that was my takeaway from that. But that camera, and that's what I wanted to tell you. That's what I want to tell y'all was that I am, you know, thinking about doing a, a series and, you know, doing some doing some video. 15-minute, 10-minute videos. 20-minute, who knows? That's how stuff starts. For yeah. real. And I know, I know, I don't know if you ever heard of this, this show called Money and Violence. Mm-mm. You might, well, I know it was shot in Europe, but they shot the whole thing on um, on their iPhone 4. And, you know, eventually they got better equipment. But it started as a small little web series, too, and it was on YouTube. But now they, they blew up. I think they end up getting on Tidal by the time they got really big. But you just never know where your creativity can go. Like, you can be an investigative journalist. You can be your own news crew now with, with a phone. That's what ATL Scoop is, pretty much. Oh, yeah. So, you know, like anybody can do these things now and like that's that's just that's just what I thought about it when I when I saw it. So be on the lookout of that. And like I know you you about to book it to where you about to go and I was like, she'd probably be down for it, but you just never know. I'll only be a flight away. And again, I don't plan on staying long. Yeah, and I thought about that, but I was just like, that's a lot to go back and forth. And, I, and, I, and I'm a low-budget film artist, just like this is a low-budget <laughs> podcast. So I was like, you know, but I always told people, like, if we all can get to get together and stick together and do something to make everybody's dream come true, we all could probably win, win, win and win big when the dough do come in. And I'm never really doing anything for money anyway, but I know if you do something at a high level, you get as soon as you start getting a million views on YouTube, the big checks start coming in. And let's say you got all these episodes, and you don't have to have a million per episode, you just have a million plays total. If you got two videos and each do like a half a mil, fine. If you got 50 episodes and they each do a thousand or whatever it is, fine. But the more content you got out there, the more opportunities for people to, to click on and and you know enjoy your stuff. Each time they rewatch yeah. it, each time they rewatch it, you know, same with the podcast, you know, you just keep going. But these are some of the things that that made me think about. So I'm definitely getting that camera for the camera alone. Camera alone. I'm getting that. Well, but, uh, I'm excited to see what you're going to do with it. Yeah, and, and you know I've been taking pictures too, and I think like they the upgrades they have made to all three of the cameras on the back, like are going to be tremendous. And I think for what I want to do with it, I think it's going to be you know a good good top point. But the the good thing is now is that no one can keep 
you know, denying and downplaying. Like, if you want to take wedding photos, you can damn well do it. You just got to show people. You might have to prove your your worth and your work and show people your work, but now no one can tell you and question your judgment on it. But people really think that if you didn't go to school for something, that you're not qualified to speak on or do something. Some things, yeah, but you can't keep telling people that they're not quali- they're, they're not scientists or when they're doing their own experiments. That's really all a scientist is. Like the first scientist wasn't taught by anybody. They didn't have a degree. So why does this person got to have one? Or why does this person got to have this equipment? You don't know. Yeah. And like stuff like that has always bothered me. Like gatekeeper, oh, where, where you're not official. You want to look professional. I want to get a professional. What does that even look like? Can you take the picture or not? Can you make the picture look good? All they're doing <laughs> is taking a picture and then editing it and putting filters on it. What makes you think I can't do that with, with my equipment? It's just it's just it's just what you choose. You want to drive a Porsche or you want to drive a Ferrari? Like they both vehicles. They both gonna get you there. Like what's the difference? Like I get it. Mm. You just don't want to have no running a mill, but you want to be able to, to prove your worth and show your work though for sure. But no one can, can keep denying people that they can't do anything. Like Mark Zuckerberg wasn't a computer whiz or whatever. He created Facebook. But you can't tell him he's not a web developer. He is. You know, just like different stuff like that. I always hated that. That drives me nuts. That drives me nuts. But more to come on that. More to come on that. Um, Let's see if I got anything else on the docket. Um, I think that might be it. Unless you got something you want to add, anything burning, burning near and dear to you? Uh, Nothing burning near and dear to me i'm just last time you said we were i'm just waiting for whenever we're gonna talk about uh what did you say that was it what was it oh my gosh it was when i was talking about moving and you were like oh we're gonna talk about like (laughs) like choosing where to live or like living situations because i know that you're going through what you're going through with your apartment management changing Okay, yeah, we can we can we can finish it up with that. Let me tell you this. So I took this picture off the internet the other day. It was actually on Twitter. It said you can pick three places. Each place you'll live rent free for a year. Which one are you choosing? Number one is New York. Number two is Miami. Three is DC. Four is Los Angeles. Five is Houston. Six is Philly. Seven is Chicago. Eight is Atlanta. Nine is Vegas. Which three are you choosing? Wait, you gotta list them again. <laughs> Wait, that's Actually, a lot just, of places. I'm gonna send it to you. I forgot. Okay. Uh, I, I thought I've been sent. I should have sent it. Boom. Okay, well, of course I'm gonna say New York because my family is there. Um, okay. Miami because taking naps on the beach are literally the best thing on the planet. <laughs> like that's the life I deserve. Like just mm-hmm. nap on the beach. Um, I was not a big fan of Houston. I um, I know what your double one gonna be. Never been to Vegas. Um, Chicago, too much snow and too much wind. Um, I've never been to no. I went to Philly when I was a kid. I don't remember anything about Philly. Um, it's the only obvious damn. answer on there because that's what I think. 
don't know. Oh my god. Maybe the last one I should pick someplace where I've never been. So maybe I should pick Philly because I've never been. Maybe. But LA is so nice. With the little time that I was there, LA was so nice. It is indeed. It is. Shout out to LA guys. And you can pick three places. Each place you'll live rent free for a year. Which one are you picking? Yeah, I think I'm gonna go New York, Miami, Los Angeles. And that's exactly what I picked. That's exactly <laughs> what I picked. Like I love LA. Everybody knows I love LA when I was out there. Like my favorite place is San Francisco so far. But LA, I can see myself living there. I definitely can see myself living in New York. And I haven't been to Miami, but I definitely just from the pictures. And being next to the beach, I can definitely see myself being there. And I think another, my honorable mention would probably have to be D.C. or Philly. And I'm kind of feeling more D.C.-ish than Philly. The only thing that scares me about D.C. is it's the capital. And so I'm just like, if something happens, it's going to go. Well, I don't even want to say that because there's plenty of there's plenty of stuff that's going down in New York. But I'm just like, if it's like shit's really popping off, they're going to go for D.C. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and that's 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 one that's one thing I was just saying in the past. I do like Philly because I've always had like great friends that came from that area, and it's it's a hop, skip, and a jump from New York too. So, and DC. So I guess yeah, yeah. So I guess I don't know either way, but why? I guess I guess why? Why? Well, you told me why New York. You told me why Miami. Oh, and I guess I need to tell you why. Well, of course, LA, LA, I feel like that fits my personality more, just who I am. New York, I've always loved it. Like, well, once I went, I loved it because I haven't always loved it. But I like the cold, <laughs> you know, like when I went, it just felt cool. And I feel like I would fit in there, too, with my personality. And just it's like culturally diverse. The same as LA culture and Miami, too. But I feel like I fit in. Like when I when I fit, when I went there, I saw people who look like me who dressed like me, hairstyles like me. Where I was coming from in Atlanta, like I was kind of the outcast. People were starting to look at me different because I had, I still had hair and I didn't have dreads, you know? So people like kind of looked at me there. But New York was the first place I felt outside of my hometown where people did not treat me different because of how I looked. Like, like my style, let me just say that. Like if I wanted to wear academics, ain't nobody say shit about it, you know? If I wanted to wear two different color efforts ones, I doubt anybody wanted to say anything about it. But I felt like I fit in there. Um, and I feel like the same about, about L.A. I felt like I fit in with just my personality. But I, I immediately fell in love with the area I was in in New York. And just, just imagine riding the trains and, you know, just so much history is there. Just a lot of different things. And, you know, not like American history. Well, there is, but that ain't what I care about. Like black history, like just black shit, you know. So I feel like I might yeah. be a different person if I grew up in New York. I feel like I might be a different person if I grew up in L.A. Um, the only place I'm not really sure. Well, I'd probably be a different person if I grew up in Miami, too. But Miami's like Beach Atlanta to me. <laughs> At least that's what it seems like. <laughs> Beach Atlanta? Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. Beach Atlanta, yeah. That's what it feel like. If we ha- imagine, imagine how crazy our fucking city would be if we had a beach. Imagine if no Atlanta was sense. Savannah. No damn sense. It'd be shootouts on the beach. It'd be all kind of yeah. shit. Yeah. It'd be all kind of shit. But that was one thing I did want to tell you. But uh, I know in the last podcast I told you there was no more parties in GA. So over here, basically, you know, we had the, uh, the pool party <laughs> problem. 
I called the police probably like, let me see when I called the police. <laughs> and I hate, I hated <laughs> to do it, but I know I, I had to. I was like, because if I don't, it's not going to stop. I think I called the police. Okay, so Labor Day was the 6th. I think I called the police like the week of the 23rd. The week of the 23rd to the 29th. Because they was out there wilding the fuck out. They had them big ass club speakers again. And they were just wilding. Police came, shut it down. And then they closed up the pool. They chained the doors like uh, Lean On Me. They got chains oh on the gosh. door. They got chains on the dock. And then they said, due to glass being broken, that the pool isn't going to open until after. I mean, till Labor Day. Labor Day has come and it's still not open. I feel like I won. And, it's getting cold now, so and, and it is. There's no point in opening it back up at this point. And it is, and they had they had already said that like you know they're gonna choose the 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 our the tenants happiness and you know usability of the place to versus having the pool open where we can be disturbed for allowing me. So they say so they outlawed no pool parties and all these things, but I, I felt like that was a win. But I do remember. At, remember when I told you they had them big ass club speakers out there that first time somebody dropped a Hennessy bottle and kicked the glass into the pool so they might be right about that I don't know where mm. the glass was at but I haven't seen them drain or clean the pool but in order to do that they probably gonna have to drain that pool and I haven't seen them do yeah. that just yet but so I feel like that was a win whoever dropped a Hennessy bottle or if it was enough of us calling the police on them but I felt like that was a win because I got tired of it and then you know what new management they're trying to clean it up they're trying to attract people if you keep putting all oh, they have pool party they have pool parties and i guess since covid since i've been here they weren't like too crazy but as soon as like memorial day came they wild out they wild out mm. so i was just like no but i hate having to call the police on anybody but especially on my own people but i feel like that was a win for me because it's quiet as a mouse but why was if you that just you are at a pool party presumably people you know are there as well if you break a bottle why would you then put it in why would you kick it into the pool where people who you know are there like that's dangerous yeah. like it's dangerous period whether or not you know the people like you should know better not to do that but again if these are people that you know like why like why would you even do that it's so it's just so strange and befuddling. Or maybe they were drunk, not in their right mind. I don't know. But probably. Come on. Probably. I think I think they had a lot to do with it. I think because uh, as far as long as they was out, they was out there from like three to like eight. And I was like, they they've been well enough. And he probably just you know he probably one he probably didn't live here. Two he probably don't give a fuck. You know he ain't coming back to the pool party. This was it. He was just here this one time. You know whatever. And, you know, I think that's just part of it. People just don't care. They'd rather, like, do what's easy and convenient than to, you know, to, you know, clean up. But they say don't bring glass up there, period. And people do it anyway. Y'all should have right. all drinks in a designated area if you were going to do that. The closer you get to the pool, the more likely you're going to have it shut. Now, if you break it by the bathroom, fine. People can wear shoes and go to the bathroom. But people don't usually wear shoes in the pool. Right. So I'm I'm happy that that happened. But, you know, and I know people complaining about it. they won't use the pool, but not when y'all out there wilding out like that. No, sir. But. And because of COVID, like a lot of places, when I was, um, when I was looking for an apartment, like going through and reading Google reviews, a lot of places I was seeing 
they had like closed down certain amenities because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, like for some place, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if, because one of my coworkers asked me about like what, like what is our lockdown like now? And I was like, girl, we don't have no lockdown. I was like, I guess they're trying to do a mask mandate again. I was like, I really don't know because nobody lives here none of it matters and i was just like maybe because we don't have any type of lockdown protocol maybe some people just really don't realize what a blessing it is to even have to to have had these amenities open during this time because again in looking for apartments there were plenty of places where i saw in the reviews they were like well we pay an amenity fee and all the amenities are closed due to COVID, if they're going to be closed due to COVID, then we shouldn't be paying the amenity fee. And even the place where I ended up signing my lease, she is like, you can rent out the clubhouse, but they had, they ceased it due to COVID, but other amenities are still open. They just won't let you rent it out. But I mean, yeah, there are places, there are legitimately other places that are stopping people from using amenities. And so the fact that the pool is still even open is a miracle. And then for people to act the terrible. Yeah. And, and you know what? Um, I think, I think they opened it right after they, you know, right after Kemp did his whole mask, you know, no more mask mandate and all that stuff. Cause that's when all the, all the summer holidays and that's when people, the travel holiday school was out. Everybody want to enjoy summer. And I think it was all about money. But I do believe they don't really realize how blessed they were to not have these things, though, because you get peace and quiet. Now you have to do something other than club and party because that's all they was really doing at the pool was partying. They don't know how to go out and just have yeah. a good time and just relax. Like, when you get to a certain age, you ain't really with all that rah, rah, rah. You want to just be able to chill and relax. Like, when I go to the beach, I ain't trying to be out there having a beach party. I want to, you know, every now and then, yeah, but I don't want to disturb nobody else's peace either. You know, yeah. Like I don't want my peace to ever disturb, or my fun to disturb somebody else's peace. But people don't know how to act, and they're they're, they're inconsiderate sometimes. So I'm I'm happy that it ain't. And I get not paying, you know, the amenity fee if you ain't using it, but it's for your own safety. So are you paying? You know, because if if not, hell, the workers could get sick now. The, now the maintenance man coming into your place, you're not there, so he probably not wearing a mask. Now what? Now you sick. So it, it, it's a blessing in the sky sometimes, but. I just never really know. But I do think that uh they, they messed up big time when they start opening up everything. And I, I ain't going to go on another COVID rant because I know some people wrote in saying they tired of hearing about COVID, but I feel like I would be remiss if I did not tell you guys. But I don't really have any COVID updates right now, just except for wear your mask, be careful, wash your hands, stop people's face. You know, but... I, what? Go ahead. I saw something that well, one, I'm with you. Like the older you get, I, I do not party. Like the stuff that you need to bring to the beach in order to accommodate things like that, it's exhausting. Like when I went to Miami for the first time this summer, and we had we were trying to just rent one of the little beds that they have they provide for you on the beach. Literally, don't have to bring anything. There's a frame. When they open up, they put the mattresses on it. You go to a little tent and you rent 
you you take your card and you rinse it. The little tent that was right next to where me and my friend were, their square was down. Mm-hmm. Walking all the way down to the other little tent to to see if their square was up and if I could pay them was exhausting enough. And they're like, okay, well, do you want a bed on this side or do you want a bed over where you are? I said over where we are because we didn't have a lot of stuff with us. But I was like, there is no way in hell I am walking back, taking the stuff that we did bring and walking that over to this bed. Absolutely not. Give me a bed over there. Like, Mm -hmm. no. It's just like to think about bringing a cooler speakers and umbrella all of that absolutely not i just want to let me rent a little bed if it's too sunny i'll rent the umbrella let me just sleep on the beach that's all i want to do i might get in the water depending on what my hair is like can my hair get wet (laughs) but people who are having whole parties on the beach no like stuff like that i just i don't want to do it and then when we went to the second time i went to miami and we went to the pool we were um, one girl was trying to teach one of the guys how to swim because he didn't know how to swim. Um, there were two sisters with us. They were younger. They were 16 and 18, I think, or 15 and 18. And so they wanted to, they had like, or it was the hotel had like little things that you throw in the pool and they, you throw in the pool and they sink to the bottom and then you mm-hmm. have to get them. So they were like trying to dive to do that. And then we ended up, um, there was a little basketball game, so then we were just trying to get the rings into the basketball hoop, stuff like that. We were not having a whole party. This I don't want to do that. Like, let's just have just good, good clean, time. quiet fun. Like that's it. Like yeah. the first night that we were there, we we ended up not doing it, and I actually I regret us not doing it because we and what we ended up doing we got rained on. But at first, we were talking about just going to good old Target, getting some Uno cards um, and some other, like, small games that we could be able to pack back in our suitcases easily mm-hmm. and just having a game night at the hotel. That would like, be great. There's, yeah, like, having to go to the club and all that and have full-on parties. Like, no, there are other things that you can do in life. Yeah. They think that's the end-all, be-all. But... I've always been like that though. Like I never really liked to be around party and allow like loud music. Like why do we listen to everything up sky high? There's no point. There's no reason. But I think it's like learned behavior for some of it. But it's like I understand part of it being learned behavior because I'm from the Bronx. Like all we do is play loud music. (laughs) The early hours of the morning again. Caribbean family. We've I've grown up with plenty of parties in my life, but that's not all we do. Like someone in your family has to be like, let's just chill for the night. Let's yeah. let's watch a movie. Like someone in your family has to do that. Or you have to like what experiences are you having in life that no one else introduces you to doing something different? It's things like that that really make me wonder and i i wonder if that's like privilege talking because mm-hmm. maybe some people really just don't have those like there's there's not a way for them to get those types of experiences and so i wonder like am i speaking from a place of privilege am i speaking from well 
I was lucky enough to travel when I was a child. I was lucky enough to go to college and maybe people just didn't have these experiences. And then that's why they don't, that's why they feel like this is the end all be all. So sometimes I try and check myself, but again, it's like, I don't know. Like, are are we really, do people really get trapped in their own minds that badly to where all they know is all they know and they don't want to progress outside of that? I'm with you on, I think that's what it is. For sure, for sure. That might be it. I think that's all our topics. I think we hit everything. This just turned out better than I thought it would be. You know, it was I actually away. thought you were. <laughs> I thought that? that. I thought that, like, when you talked about like places to live, I thought it was going to be a completely different conversation. But oh okay. no, <laughs> it was. It was just that, and you know, we can have a conversation about it. I, I would like to like go in depth as to why and like get into like. You know the poverty gap. You know the poverty line. How much you need to make? What area? We I think we could since we we've traveled a couple of places, but you know I think maybe we'll put that on the topic for next show. We'll do that. Okay. We'll do that. We'll we'll do that. But yeah, that's just, I, I just happened. I thought that was fun. I was just like, dang, like now you now you making me pick. God, you only give me this many numbers. Oh man, you know you are going crazy <laughs> with it. Like anytime you got to narrow something down to five, two, three, or one, like it's hard to do. It's hard to do unless you just have a clear cut. But that's what that was. Um what good what good tunes do you have? What you gonna what you gonna what you gonna ride out to with? So I've been listening to this song for a while and someone actually offered me um to purchase tickets to his show last week, but um I had to focus on packing to go to the wedding. But Leon Bridges, River and it came up in two shows. I cannot remember the second show I was watching where the um where I heard it. But the first show, I can't even remember the name of the first show now. Um oh wait, is it Big Little Lies? Little Big Lies? Hold on, hold on, let me Google it. Because I always say it wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, it's Big Little Lies, and I always say Little Big Lies. Okay. Um, I that was the first time I got introduced to it. I was with I was watching that show, and I think it came on at the end of an episode in season one. And then there was another show that I was watching, and it showed up in that um in that show too, but I can't remember what it is. But I just I've fallen in love with the song. I've fallen in love with Leon Bridges, and I was a little upset. Um a little upset that I didn't get to go to the concert because then I thought about it and I was like, you're not going to any concerts because of COVID anyways. Yeah. So even if you didn't have the wedding to go to, you didn't have the wedding to pack for, you weren't going to go regardless. So mm-hmm. why are you acting like the wedding is stopping you? But um, yeah, I just think that he's he's a good artist and I think that it's just... I was I'm happy that I was introduced to him and I I wish that it was someone who had more traction. Or maybe he does have traction. I just I don't know cuz I feel like I'm always on the outside of popular culture now. Okay. Okay, I'm glad you like that song. My song, my song ain't even a song. 
it's music, but it ain't even a song. But it's this. I don't know if you will ever look at some of the L.A. leakers freestyles. I I feel like I have to put this out there. Uh, King Los has one of the best freestyles, or whatever we're calling them these days, ever. Like he's dropping okay. some knowledge, and I'm gonna put that out there. I might I'm gonna send it to you because I don't know if you probably have heard it, but like he 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 was killing it. And he was he was he was dropping some math and some science in there too, and I, I want people to really like listen to it and break down what he's saying. But I think it's gonna be great, so I'm gonna just play that whole thing and just let it ride out. Okay. All right, that'll be. It. And there is something else I got. But I'm gonna save for the next show. We're gonna get into that. As I'm gonna okay. say, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say here, like you got to be a cold motherfucker or shaft to have a little white kid tell you that you're their hero. Ooh. Someone told me that Tuesday. He told me I was his hero. Made me feel, made me get a little wet in the eyes. Somebody started cutting onions. And I was like, oh, man. But, yeah, one of my patients told me that. Kind of got me emotional. But I was like, for for him to say that and, like, not really even thinking about, like, race or anything. But then when you put that into it, it just make you think, like, how innocent kids can truly be until we ruin them. Yeah, most definitely. So that's it. I'm going to just leave that there for you guys to ponder. So don't ruin your kids, guys. Teach them right for wrong. Teach them to forgive. Teach them to love. Teach them not necessarily not to see color, but to judge people by the color of their skin. That's probably the better better way to live life because obviously you can't. We, we see life. We live life through our eyes. Eyes are the windows to the soul. And the, if we teach people to be better at a younger age, they'll probably grow up and be better adults. So stay safe, guys. Wear your mask. Wash your ass. Stay out of people's face. Um, Drake album sucks, if I didn't say that earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Andre is a legend. Shout out to the Southside. Shout out to Atlanta. Uh, Shout out to Dykeman. You know, some of us are from Dykeman. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just live and let live, guys. Peace be the journey. Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. Get on up. It's bobsled time. Oh, man, you know what? We oh didn't introduce gosh. the podcast, man. You know what? We did not oh do that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm going to have to go back and edit it in, but we didn't do that. But I was supposed to say, dang, I forgot what I wanted to say. It was going to be good, too. It was a real good one. I'm going to just save, save it for, it next, for time. next time. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to save it for next time. Enjoy your night, man. Thank you, too. Peace. <laughs> Bye. Bye. All right, guys, we're now at the end of the show and at one of the best parts of the show. Um, We're at the uh, Sleeper Song segment, and I have some tunes for your head tops. And one of the songs I'm going to play is Leon Bridges, River. This was uh, Jen's pick for Song of the Week, so I'm going to play this here for you guys. Let me see if I don't think I can hear it just yet. I hear it. Let's see where this song was played. I know she was trying to figure it out. I feel like I heard this song in Lovecraft Country and something else recently, too. to any of the songs you're hearing played today.
Let us know how you feel about this song, guys. Shout out to all the listeners. Oh, I want to come near and yeah. Every part of me. But there's blood on my hands. Blood on his hands, guys. And my lips are unclean. In my darkness, I remember Mama's words reoccur to me. Surrender to the good Lord. Again, we don't want to see any of the songs you hear him play today. This is your DJ A1. Take me to your river. And we're playing what you're saying. Has a real soulful feel to this one, guys. Sounds like it could have been made in the 60s, 50s, 70s. Oh, I want to come here and give every part of me. But there's I haven't found that show yet either, guys. And my lips are in It might have been in all the areas. change in an instant be kind to people tell people you love them while you can because one day you may wake up and they may not be there I know I say this every show but I mean it Song support it, like, share, and subscribe. You can find it on all your DSPs. Fade this out, and then we're gonna get into my song of the week. All right, let me get ready for mine. All right, this is King Rose, guys, on the L.A. Leakers Morning Show. Okay. Yeah. I don't even get it. Okay, that's crazy. <laughs> Look. Let me this talk is some incredible this rapping and all throughout the beat changes. My drive is relentlessly, repetitiously mastered. Progress is positive, pessimism is backward. Since failure ain't attractive, my next decision was drastic. I made it out of pitfalls strictly due to my passion. Supreme intellect, not to mention wisdom to match it. Name another nigga that put up 50 at practice. This shit is magic, even my exhibition is classic. Funny I ain't end up broke like you predicted. It's a thousand niggas like you, no need to be too specific. 
first. I outmaneuver goofies like you with a few decisions. When the proof is missing, you get reduced to a euphemism. Shit, the truth is wicked. I just threw a surprise party at a see-through mansion, my nigga. I'm stupid gifted. This voodoo mixed with clear struggle and sheer hustle. I'm trying to stretch hands, stream me too long and I tear muscle. Nigga, where was you? When we was down and we slaved in kitchens. With my homie putting cut on that bird like it's Cajun chicken. I'm amazing. They parade, but my crown wasn't made to fit them. You got signed off my signature style. That's plagiarism. I'm Miyagi with it. Try to kick it like I could kick it. You just begging to get buried alive. But I can dig it. Shit, cock the biscuit. Map is block out and plot to visit. I'm in a Honda Civic with lip stickers. I watch him visit. Plot and listen. Get close enough that I could kiss him. Since he pessimistic, I ain't run into my optimism. This was some incredible rapping, guys. Just try to follow what he's saying and just go on a ride with us. Come to Beat Switch. Come to Beat Switch. King Los, LA Leakers. Man, look, everybody in the 410. Yeah, man. Yo. That was just a warm up. That was just a warm up. Let's go. Look. To hip-hop, I'm Socrates. I'm top five in the fifth spot to mockery. The fifth pop, you do the Macarena get rocked like Slipknot's discography. You click watching me, hoping I stumble. Your bitch watching me. You know it's a jungle. She like lions, not liars, nigga. I figured you'd be slow to rebuttal. She's standing there drooling and dripping. You could only be humble. Just be a gentleman and put your jacket over the puddle. You poodle, that pun was a puzzle. I just want a Rapunzel. You know, she keep them extensions and she come with them bundles. Have fun with them double entendres. As I beg your pardon from the nonsense that's sponsored. I'm non-responsive, just armed with a conscious. That's in and out dimensions like triangular shape. Isosceles flying saucers defying the laws of physics. My mind's like a luxury prison. Ain't no escaping these bars exquisite. I breathe. Laws be art exhibits. I'm black magic like Shaq spinning off his pivot. Niggas reaching. Dog, forget it. Even that metaphor was a metaphor for how it's hard to get it. Y'all ridiculous. Love to take facades and hype it. Like I ain't blessed with some shit. I gotta guard my life with. A lot of rappers try hard to bite it. But they joints ain't nearly as tight as with this arthritis. My plight is, if you lyrically fit, you got something from me. Even niggas I wrote for it and they send me my fucking money. Why ain't got a song with such and such? You wonder, buddy? I'm the only one that got overlooked by his understudies. I feel disrespected to the core of my soul. My skill been perfected. No ignoring my glow. I will lift a weapon and perform my foe then still raise my son without ignoring my goals my raps reflect the dreams that i see in the night so i ask to project being i'm a being of light to be in this arena i mean just to be in this light you might need the work ethic of a venus and serena then study the sun and jupiter while venus in between them my city full of hustlers you seen the demeanor 88 dope boys cleaning the beamer but it's deeper than a forefinger ringing his people when his mama was a crackhead to think she was a diva and his daddy was a hothead for the cream with a fever you just trying to live life nobody gets your plight but you on teams with the reaper the bitter consequences seem sweeter and sweeter to be an achiever duck three from the heater plus the prison population got the streets in the sleeper but you a smooth criminal you can make that quarter flipping off one hit you could turn a king to a leaner well my cousin made 60 million and couldn't quit it's a thin line between a fucking fiend and a dreamer nigga Woo. Just keep listening, guys. I know it's long, but it's it's top tier rapping. Man. Great, great writing. Here come the best part of it, guys. You really about to start kicking some nines, kicking some signs, dropping some math. Just follow it. One of the greatest beats ever to me, too. The green juice is here. Highly professional, widely respectable mind and vision. Cosmic celestial, extraterrestrial rhyme encryption. In a galactic perpetual cognitive sonic rhythm of a verbal god constructing astonishing composition. Man, my competition ceased to impress me. I need challenge. 
And mumble rappers only exist because I need balance. When I seek malice, revenge reeks of a sweet foulness. I defeat cowards, remove your shoes at the Sheik's Palace. I rebalance the solar system with chakra energy. The binary code in my carbon causes divinity and the glow in me. But I can't even grow in peace. These fake conscious niggas vibrating too low for me. Watch what you throw to me. Boy, ain't no hoe in me. I crack his with this KC and... It ain't Joe to see. Niggas best see me over. Can't nobody oversee me. I fry that nigga egg. He think he getting over easy. I'ma mix a whole but wheezy. Andre Biggie flows in Yeezy. Pock and pump, big Jeezy. Pimp C, Juicy, Gucci, Easy. Two live crew infused with Stevie. Wonder how they view me, see me. Rick James, James Brown, MJ Breezy. S N double O P for Sheezy. Eight ball MJ G O D B D O B or in CMC. DMXC, PMD. Master P and CMB. The G and me demands that you fit me with them. But in the scope of things, I'm way more 50 than M. They took my hopes and dreams and turned me to a savage. 21, 21. Tony Montana, she gripping my shoddy. She called me Poppy, I whipped the Bugatti. She ride the dittas like it's a Ducati. She do some cardio, listen to Cardi, then turn on some Nicky and switch to a Barbie. Then she thinks she lowless, she vegan, do yoga, then rollers to blunt, and we listen to Molly. Body called homicide, this is the body. I throw dick in the body, just to kick it. Dick in the body, just to kick it with me, a bitch do karate. Like, y'all to this world, I'm a star. You ain't thorough, you ain't thorough. You a girl, you a broad. I got a glick, it got a stick, I got a burl, I got a rod. If nerds looking for beef like Harold and Kumar. <laughs> yeah. I'm from a block where the methamphetamines move. And the crooked judicial systems never let the kings rule. Where history falsified and taught this is you really start getting to, to disconnect you from your culture like everything cool. See what having low self-esteem do? Got you praising the lineage of oppressors with recessive gene pools. Ooh. I guess from that perspective, we are foes. I mean, you niggas was accepted. We was chose. If you don't postulate what I aesthetically propose and we don't vibrate, that means we diametrically oppose. Yo, I hope this message electrifies. The European be leveraging privilege through ethnic bias. Yes. If you ain't do no scholarship on this, don't dare speak. This that ether that's gonna separate leaders from mere sheep. It's like whipping on the back of a slave with bare feet when historically black college universities pledge Greek. <laughs> it just isn't in your favor. It's some sick, twisted, sadistic, ritualistic nature. Look, you think it's odd they slave you if the slave master ain't served the same God they gave you? 400 years. Part. Hold up. Yeah, hold up. Look. You think it's odd they slave you if the slave master ain't served the same God they gave you 400 years later and you hardly stable and you turn around and beg that same God to save Look, word to the sunrise. Homie, save yourself. Everything else, get a thumb drive. The young lives of black queens lost, misplaced. Who've been raped, beaten, indoctrinated, and disgraced. We've been wet, shackled, and mutilated. Put through degradation, disrespectfully viewed and hated. I mean truly flagrant, treated like shit in this fucking nation. Then in 1850, slaveholders came with this publication called How to Make the Ideal Slave. Now dig the vision. Rule number one was unconditional submission. Keep them in place with authority, cause rule number two was create inferiority. And Ye said that slavery was a choice, but let's be real clear. Rule three was take away their voice and instill fear. And hell yeah, I can see the passion in your eyes. I admire your perseverance for your fashion and your grind. But rule number four is why that hat was our demise. You keep the slave interested in the master's enterprise. Cause rule number five was the promise of education, information, recreation. Look. Love. You listening to me? Teach them. We Look, listening. Teach them. To the province of information. That's a psychological prison. Niggas have yet to come out because of slaves' culture. Man, hold up. Look. 
That's a psychological prison. Niggas have yet to come out. If the slave master caught you learning, they cut your tongue out. Y'all hear me? Yes. Yes. If yes. the slave master caught you learning, they cut your tongue out. Then segregation 100 years was so thorough. No wonder so many kids on drugs in this cold world. Nigga, shout out J. Cole. <laughs> yeah. One of the greats. Hold up. I go up the top with an hour bill. I am just incredible. I'm a vegan with sour milk. All right, I quit. Hold up. Close. And I did not want to talk over all of that because I wanted to make sure you guys caught all of it. But that was some some great rapping and some, you know, dropping knowledge. And that's why I always tell people that rap is one of the greatest art forms alive because it's poetry and it's history and math all and science all combined into one. Like You can't find a better form of music. And with that being said, shout out to all the fans, shout out to all the listeners, link, like, share, and subscribe, shout out to first time listeners, last time listeners, shout out to the teachers, shout out to the school bus drivers, shout out to all the unappreciated people in the world that people get looked over, shout out to all the marginalized people, shout out to all the people in Spain, shout out to all the listeners out there in LA, shout out to all the, the listeners in Atlanta, that, that is the home base, they give me most of the plays, give us most of the plays. Thanks for all your love and support. Keep listening, but do me a favor. Like, share, and subscribe. Share this with your friends. Share this with your family. Post it on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you can. Every like, share, and subscribe helps. And if you want, leave a review. We would like to know what you guys think. Write in uh, to the show with the listener mails via via text or via email or find, find us on um, Instagram or Twitter. And we'll get back with you guys. But with that being said, you guys, peace be the journey. Find the light. Uh, God lives in us all. And enjoy your day or night. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Peace.